Welcome to episode 42 of the Horror Dads podcast. It's me, Jamie, and uh, my co-host, John, and we are joined by two very fucking special guests. Who are they, John? Mike and Maddie from the Alone in the Dark podcast. Welcome, boys. What's up, guys? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, gentlemen? We are so <laughs> fucking excited to have you guys on. Like, I, I don't think I could sleep last night. Oh, stop. <laughs> I'll be honest. I didn't. Yeah, so. I know. I, <laughs> tired I, know right I like how Mike is like... Oh, stop it. Like, you guys are just joking. <laughs> We're not joking. This is a big fucking deal for John and I. Um, as anyone who listens to our show knows, you guys are are probably our biggest inspiration for, like, the podcasting world. Uh, you guys are... It, it's like, uh, I think... When Guns N' Roses was coming up, their biggest mentors were Motley Crue. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, when they got together and played a show, that's what this is like. Yeah, oh. no, I mean, we're if uh, if you guys are the original Scream, we are Urban Legends Final Cut. Mm. <laughs> that's us. Yeah, we're, Cherry, we're Cherry Falls. Seven, seven years later. Yeah. Cherry Falls! <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah exactly. You're Brittany Murphy, Falls. yeah. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, um, we wouldn't be here if it weren't for you guys. So we, we just appreciate the inspiration and the general kindness and um, everything that you guys do. We, we cover adjacent content for sure. Um, and, and most certainly cover movies that you guys cover all the time. And that's why we're so uh, gravitated toward you is because you love the same stuff we do. So thank you for being here. Gentlemen, oh, thanks, you are guys. quite welcome. And let me tell you, there are a lot of people out there covering the same films that we are. I mean, they're just movies that are out there, but you know, our two podcasts just do it, you know, better than others. <laughs> what can we say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, joking out there. Everybody, I, we love a lot of, you know, tons of podcasts. Fam- you know, we're in a family with podcasts, and we love and support all of them. Um, but you guys, you yeah. know, we, we've had a special relationship with you guys now for probably a couple of years. And um, like I said, it's been our absolute pleasure, Mike and I, um, just to get to know you guys. I mean, it's, you're very like-minded, not only that, but you're family guys like we are. Um, we just weren't weren't smart enough to you know to name our podcast like something cool like our <laughs> dads you know. Yeah. I'll Thank be God. honest when the when the idea hit me, I was shocked to see that not only there wasn't a podcast named that, but none of the social media channels had been claimed. So I, that's great. I yeah. actually like in the moment I booked the uh, website. I bought the website URL, and then I yeah. texted Jamie after the fact. He was like, "Wait, you just bought?" And I was like, yeah, no, we, we have Yeah, John yet. called me and was like, hey, I came up with this good idea called uh, Horror Dads, and I already bought like every single domain that there is available. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Good thing you were okay with it, Jamie. There yeah, no, well, what's issue. funny is I had been pushing John for like two years, like, all right, dude, let's do a podcast. You and I, we could do it. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. And then, uh, um, then one day out of the fucking blue, he calls me like, it's Horror Dads. That's what it is. <laughs> You're like, like, all okay, right, I guess yeah, we're doing this thing. Let's do it. <laughs> so we, uh, we are. episode wise, this is a really exciting um, topic and uh, interview in general. But so here's the format of what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to cover decade defining horror films. Um, I'm sorry, decade defining horror scenes um, from 1990s horror films. So we also are doing um, this very same theme, but for the 80s, but over on the Alone in the Dark podcast platform. So, yes. Yeah, so uh, two episodes. Two episodes. Right? All the same guys Two together. decades, two episodes, four guys. Yes. That's one it. fucking jam-packed <laughs> night. <laughs> Only no one mention of Mac and me. <laughs> God damn it, Mike. <laughs> You got to listen to our podcast to get that reference, guys. Yeah, so there, we're going to have some uh, references. And 
the term <laughs> getting clowned from behind came up on that one too. Yes. So if you want to know what that's all about, head over there. Why don't yes. we, John? Why don't we wait for a little while and then it'll come up later? <laughs> oh, it might. Yeah. Oh so no, it's, maybe there's it's a new up. there's a new line that <laughs> we we're can, gonna be. We up. can insert it there, John. <laughs> if you will. Insert here. Love it. Well, uh, we're gonna cover our standard stuff uh, with these guys before. So we're gonna do our standard stuff um, where we cover, you know, what we've been watching, buying. Uh, wearing and family stuff. We'll do a couple quick interview questions uh, with uh, Mike and Maddie here, and then we're going to jump into our movies. Yeah. So we each pick three. So we're going to cover 12 films total uh, on this mm-hmm. episode. Uh, and when we mention that movie, we're going to discuss the scene that comes to mind for all of us uh, for that film. And we're going to yes. hit the 90s decade. Yeah. So when we first came up with this idea, uh, we all got together and came up with this idea to do uh, three films each from the 80s and the 90s and it was like yeah cool this will be really quick and like fun and then when it came time to prep um, just like I did in college I waited until today and um, <laughs> I was like fucking overwhelmed like oh my god we have 24 fucking movies here <laughs> I spent like 40 bucks on yeah. movies I don't own and then I had oh, to rent shit. on Amazon yeah it's all good but what, let's talk about you didn't go on Tubi John <laughs> We Tubi when we can, and every time I open that app, app man, I, th- I think of you. 100%. You're gonna give me. You're gonna give me. I'll get shit for that for the rest of my life. That's I okay. think Matt is a piece of that. He's just not telling Maddie, us. Maddie, you know what's really funny is this is a little behind the scenes moment. Uh, John and I were doing our intro thing. We were talking about movies we had been watching, and I was talking about a movie I was watching off of Tubi, and I started it with like. Um, all right, so yeah, I was watching this movie on Tubi. Shout out to uh, Maddie from Alone in the Dark because he won't shut the fuck up about Tubi. And yeah. then uh, I called Matt, uh, John before he like put it out, and I was like, dude, take that out. I don't want Maddie to be pissed at me because I said, like, fuck you, Maddie. And he was like, yeah, no, I'll take it out. No, no, I, what I said was, oh, no, I already took it out. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. You never have to worry about it. I've, uh, it's not that I have thick skin, but, dude, you guys are family, man. Don't even worry about it. When yes. you say that, it's like the most loving thing that comes out of your mouth, Jamie. I got used to, your fuck yous are, are really, really they're, like they're hugs. The they thing stroke, is, they yeah, stroke my. The uh, thing is that people that know me well know that, and I was like, I don't know if he knows me well <laughs> enough. He might think he might take it as an insult. No, not at all. Perfect. No sweat at all. Let's let's hit some stuff here because we got a lot of ground to cover. Go in. So, yes. uh, watching Jamie, what have you been watching? All right, so I watched this movie called Vicious Fun on um, Shutter. Have you guys seen this? Hmm. No, no. All right, so it's a it's from 2020, uh, but it takes place in the 80s, and it's about this fucking kid. So my issue to begin with was the main character uh, was kind of like I couldn't fucking stand him. <laughs> how, do uh, I, uh, how do I put this? Uh, I hate him. Yeah, yeah, so he's a writer for essentially Fangoria. Uh, it's not called that; it's called okay. something else. Uh, but it's essentially Fangoria. Um, and he's like, the movie starts off with him interviewing like a famous director and essentially like calling him out about all of his shortcomings and why his films kind of has, have been sucking. And he's like calling him out about it. And it's like, dude, you're fucking reprehensible. Like, I I just don't like you as a character. Uh, but he ends up like he has a roommate who is super attractive and he's like into, but she's not into him. Um, and she, comes home from a date with this guy who's a, just a total fucking jerk. So he decides to follow this guy. Uh, little does he know, he ends up in the middle of bumfuck uh, nowhere, and he gets hammered and wakes up in a self-help group for serial killers. 
Um, oh. <laughs> oh, I did so he's happy. like surrounded I, I by see, these yeah. like intense killers. Um, and a bunch of fucking shenanigans happened from there, uh-huh. as you can imagine. So it, it was pretty fun. Um, it's one of those where at first I hated the main character, as I mentioned, uh, but by the end you kind of see why they made him the way he is and, um, you find him endearing by the end. So I would recommend it. Interesting. All right. And that's on shutter. You said, yeah. And it was a lot of Excellent. fun. It's a, it's a fun time. I think you guys would dig it. Cool. Got to check it out. I'll tell you what's not on shutter. Um, Krampus right now uh, because oh. we are we are going to be on a um, another podcast um, the We Love Horror podcast with our buddy Michael um, different oh, Mike cool. um, and he's doing a, yeah I know yeah I know him yeah they're, they're, he's doing a hol- um, holiday in July sort of theme um, like a Christmas Amazing in July nice guy. yeah super nice guy oh but that we're gonna, dude's great yeah. we're, we're gonna cover Krampus on there and Jamie has it and I kept meaning to ask like hey can I borrow it and I just didn't, so there's another three ninety nine rental. So <laughs> yeah. I hit Krampus, seen it a million times, but just wanted to rewatch um, prior to uh, recording with him. Did you say you hate Excellent. Krampus or no? Hit? I, I hit it. Got it. I, yeah, hit I, Krampus. I wasn't sure I don't about hate. that either. That. No, no, I I like I like Krampus a lot. It was great. What have you guys been watching? Uh, I just watched uh, Jaws three again because it was the anniversary. Yeah. And it's like. I always talk about film habits. You know, it's like uh, watching a movie at certain times a year. And I do that a lot with like birthdays and anniversaries of films. So uh, Jaws 3 is just always a favorite movie of mine. Um, it, it's just the fact that Quaid was like high in coke throughout the whole filming of it just makes me laugh because I try to pick it out in certain scenes, you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I had to I had to watch that. And then, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it as far as this this week uh, for me. How about you, Maddie? You know, speaking of film habits, I'm going to blow that up right now big time. I was I, I was going through stuff that I had saved on my DVR. You know, I guess, do they still call it DVR? I don't even know. I'm dating myself. Yeah, I no, think so. Knows. We call it that, too. Yeah. I, I still call I had, it TiVo. I, yeah. yeah, I had recorded yeah, TiVo. it. Yeah, um, TiVo. And it's a, it, I was doing it because I was trying to catch up with stuff and get, you know, b- believe it or not, my son is, like, obsessed with, like, stuff that's on the recording and, like, mm-hmm. you know, it says, like, 27% full or whatever. And he's like, Dad, <laughs> you know, this movie's been on there for, like, for two years or like some of the movies <laughs> literally have been on there since like 2019 I haven't watched <laughs> so I threw this one on and I, I heard things about it and I wasn't sure but it's an absolutely amazing movie and it's definitely on a, on a future list so I guess I was kind of in a way doing research for a, for a future podcast I know we're going to do um, but it's called The Wolf of Snow Hollow um, from 2020 Dude. or 2019 what just watched it myself movie. Jamie yeah. was just talking about this I am absolutely floored by this guy Jim Cummings who made it. How um, good is he, how good is it? He did it. Oh my god. Yeah. First of all, it's like watching a Paul Thomas Anderson movie but with a heart with, with a horror movie. Like there's one scene I was like I thought I was watching Magnolia <laughs> or Boogie Nights and I blinked and I'm watching this movie. Yeah. But he had he had made a movie called it was actually a short that I had seen a couple of years ago called Thunder Road and it basically takes place at a at a wake or a funeral and it's one like eight and eight minute shot where he just slow dollies down this thing and the, and the guy goes to give a eulogy or whatever in the front and, and instead of doing that he sings Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen literally <laughs> the whole entire fucking really <laughs> whoa That's but, and, and it literally the camera doesn't break it literally doesn't cut for eight minutes it just floats around anyway it got huge Sundance buzz and he actually wow. made a full length out of it uh, believe it or not I haven't seen actually the full length but then this was his follow up movie The Wolf of Snow Hollow and I had seen just off the short alone I was like wow it's pretty impressive you know. but then watching this movie I just, I'm going to talk about it a lot more when we do that, the podcast that it's tied to, and mm-hmm. I don't want to mention what it is yet, but um, it is absolutely phenomenal movie. Uh, I didn't even realize that the guy that made it was the star of the movie. 
Yes. I didn't yes. even realize that. He's the and cop. Yep. So I was Fantastic. telling John uh, because I was recommending this to John, and John is one of those where he doesn't. He's very finicky with his horror comedy. Like it's got to be right in that right like range for him. Got to be serious. If it's too slapstick, John, he won't like it. You're a smart guy. You're articulate. I've heard you speak. Like you will so appreciate. It's that's what the, I told uh, him. The dialogue Maddie. is so odd, and yeah. it's nothing that's on the nose whatsoever. They're having com- sometimes you're you're in these conversations with people like what the fuck are they talking about? But it's so compelling somehow, and it's so goddamn funny, and you don't even know why you're laughing. It's just so well written and bizarre, and like just a little off enough that I think you would love it. I'm sorry that, to cut you that, off there, Jamie. Well, that's exactly what I told John. I said it's it's quirky and yes. not slapstick in yeah. all the best ways. It, no, exactly. Um, and uh, Jim Cummings is fucking so good as that yes. sher- that like sheriff. I guess he is at the time, yes. right? Deputy sheriff. Yep. Uh, but he is just like his character is so quirky in the best way, yeah. uh, where like it's very comedic, no doubt, but it's not fucking over the top ridiculous. No, it's, it's no it's silver smart, bullet, like and it. it's very good. Yeah, yeah, it's totally cool. this great. It's fantastic. I recommend. It. I don't think I even got to speak to Mike about this one either because it's a winter no. movie. No, dude, same. I haven't got. To, I was going to talk about this uh, today, and I chose Vicious Fun. Over that. Well, I'm glad so we I'm talked glad about it then. It. We yeah. got to talk yeah. about it anyway, James. Yeah, James. He, he legitimately just a couple days ago mentioned that to me. Cool. Good That's recommendations. Awesome. Do we want to cover what we're wearing? Jamie, what do you have on over there, man? Dude, so I'm wearing the uh, the shirt of the band that I'm going to see, right? <laughs> so I'm wearing my Alone in the Dark t-shirt. Uh, my wife nice. actually, you know what's funny is I was wearing my red uh, West Coast video variant yeah. this morning. Uh, for work, and K- my wife Katie was like, "You're not wearing that tonight, are you?" <laughs> and I was like, "No, I'm not. I'm gonna wear my black alone in the dark T-shirt." And she was like, "No." She's, she's like, like you, "Don't you, be that guy." No, she she honestly was like, "You can't do that, you fucking yeah. nerd." No, Jamie, it looks great. It looks good on you, man. Oh, yeah, I know. Good, I know it does. Yeah, I don't have any <laughs> pants on. It's just this shirt, guys. That's there you it's go. It's the that's alone in the better. dark singlet. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> it's a bodysuit. Well, yeah, I like it. You John, just hashed that. a new idea. Thanks, John. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's, yeah. it's going live on our notes. on our merch store it right now. Buttons right under the pelvic America, bone. It looks great, guys. But uh, you guys can also have a alone alone in the dark shirt. Jamie and I, um, I think have have every shirt that they've released. Yeah, uh, but you can one of each. You can find their stuff through T. You guys are the only two people that own the Rude Rachel. I think. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I actually have on now um, a T-shirt I bought last weekend at the uh, Youngstown Art Festival from our buddy David Slobodnik, who's uh, become Jamie and I's friend. He's an incredibly talented graphic artist, and he happens yeah. to be our tattoo show, right? artist now. Yeah, we did yeah. have him on the yeah. show. What's his Instagram, John? Is it Drawings by David or uh, David Draws David. Drawings? Yep. Yeah. So that's what I have on, and honestly, awesome. I'll, I'll I bought uh, a shirt as well, and my wife did. This is what I've been buying. So yeah, and I also bought when I was there. He has this incredible, um, like Jack Torrance portrait. Oh um, my god! Yeah, I forgot you yeah. bought that. And it's a cool size. It's twelve by twelve. So yeah, I'm running out of wall space down here, and I have to find <laughs> some somewhere to put it. But uh, it's a it's a cool dimension. So I'm really looking forward to. So what is what is up. Jack like? What what's what's the scene like? So it's just his head um, on like this um, unique colored background it's like not orange not pink not red not but red, somewhere yeah. in between right okay. um and kind of a dusk colored yeah sky or something and it's just his head and it's a pencil drawing um and there's this really incredible shading and 
basically like there's a skeletal sort of um, exposition sort of coming out of his face, so you can tell he's not, you know, he's he's subhuman. Um, so it's a really interesting. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. It's his take. Uh, this dude, his take on stuff is, you know, something you wouldn't think. So yeah, it's very cryptic, uh, and everything he does is dark. And he he's just been a, a good friend of ours, and he's a hell of a yeah, tattoo artist. Yeah, we love artist, this dude. So. Yeah, my wife, I'm actually going cool. to get a tattoo early next month from him. So and so is cool. my oh, nice. wife too. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but uh, what are you guys wearing? <laughs> What are you wearing, Maddie? I am wearing. Uh, I believe you got this shirt from Mike. It's a um, it's a Friday the Thirteenth stack shirt. Oh, one of those yes. stacks. Nice. Yeah. It's a VCR, VHS stack for the first. Um, what is it? Uh, first eight films up to Manhattan. Yes. I love. I those. think I bought that for you in Salem, Massachusetts. I go to Salem uh, every. It's like every Columbus weekend in October. And Matt's birthday is in mid-October, so every time I'm up there, I buy Matt something for his birthday. So that was definitely one of your birthday shirts, I believe. Yeah, I've been awesome, wanting man. to do a Salem trip for, dude, dude so yeah, long. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, been talking about it. You guys should go. It's so fun. I love it there. It's great. Yeah, we're definitely into that. Yeah. And that's a sweet shirt. We actually had uh, Chris Garofalo on, who is a, another graphic artist, and I think his buddy is the one that sort of sort of pioneered that. Chris. Yeah. Yeah. I, the thing is, I don't know who pioneered this. I see a lot of dudes doing. Old man Ghostface does these now yeah, too. He, yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't pioneer them, but he he certainly sells a hell of a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he good for him. His stuff's great. great too. Yeah. Yep, definitely. What do you have on, Mike? We can see you on camera here, and we're, we're interested. I am wearing the official Mac and Me T-shirt. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> I'm just kidding, All right, guys. Uh, alone in the dark <laughs> minus Mike. <laughs> That's what we have here as our guests. No, I I am that guy as well. I'm wearing my Horror Dads t-shirt that I got as soon as you guys launched your website and your merch and stuff. I love it. Yeah, I was so excited to get it, so I'm I'm rocking it out. Yeah, it looks it awesome. Looks it looks it's good on you, yeah. man. It's such a fantastic design too. I yeah. love and it. I'm not a big black t-shirt kind of guy. Oh, and, uh, he's not. The, at all. I like the orange pop in this thing. You know what I mean? Like I love the orange, so yeah. it's uh, it's definitely a favorite of mine. So I'm psyched to uh, to own it. Thank you for buying it. And when your name popped up, um, that that website launch week, we didn't know. It was one of those things. It was like, all right. Yeah. Hey, you know, we might sell three of these kind of deal. Uh, so we were overwhelmed with um, how supportive everybody I was. I think so John drove to my house to hug me when you purchased one. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm psyched to wear it. I wear it proud here in Jersey, guys. Awesome. So well, thank you. Guys, yeah. saying, we're about it's, 20 it's, minutes in here, and my uh, my surfboard's pretty well waxed here, gentlemen. I really <laughs> appreciate this. This is nice. <laughs> Uh, so I cover what I've been buying. Jamie, you've been buying anything? All right. So on the last episode, I talked about how I bought the Springwood Slasher tea from Toxic Coffin. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got it you in got the mail. It, yeah. And I posted that. a photo on Instagram. Uh, but, dude, these fucking guys are just absolutely killing it right now. Uh, it's two dudes out of North Carolina. Um, their designs are, if you go to their website, there's not many designs because they're, they're like a year in. Right? It's very boutique, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but also they're very new. They're like a year in. Um, they have like uh, maybe I don't know seven different collections at the at this time. Uh, but I bought the Nightmare on Elm Street one, which was brand new, and it is fucking it, dude. It might be my favorite T-shirt right now. <laughs> and I'm not That's a awesome. huge fan of designs on the front and the back. It always kind of right. weirds me out, right? 
Yeah. So I bought this one. I was like, I'm going to do it. It's got this amazing design on the front and an amazing design on the back. It might be too much. I tried it on in the mirror and I like, I just like kept turning. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Looks great in the front. Looks great in the back. Fuck it. Yes. So I was all, I'm all in. Too sexy for those. my shirt. So not only did exactly. my t-shirt come, but they sent, uh, they sent a pair of pink, like fucking hot pink sunglasses, which just look amazing. Sweet. And on the side, uh, like on the, whatever you call those fucking things that go over your ears. Well, like, what do you call those on a pair of sunglasses? Arms? The wings. Yeah. Arms? Wings? Oh. Perfect. That's like uh, the end of the arm. But on the know. side, it says sleep kills, which is fucking amazing. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, that is cool. And then they sent a bag of coffee uh, no because you need to stay awake. And it's just like, that's the thing that these guys do is every time you purchase like an item, they always send you these amazing little side goods that go along with the item in it. It's just like, it's one of those things that's where so you're like, cool. you guys are doing this shit right. Yeah. You know? That's awesome. Yeah, um, that's awesome. John and I, like, came up in the horror, uh, like, Instagram shit with, like, cavity colors and yep. uh, fright rags. Fright and rags, yeah. Those guys yeah. are still fucking amazing, but, like, I don't need to plug them. They don't need any assistance. Uh, they sure, are doing yeah. amazing. So I really want to plug the small guys like Toxic Coffin and Discount Cemetery. Uh, people like that that need our support, you know? And Matt yeah, Pepler, absolutely. Matt Pepler, man, our man Matt. Oh yeah. my God, I don't need to talk about him anymore. We know, you know, we well, love we're you, Matt. We're on tonight, so we can talk about him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we love Matt. He's great. You guys introduced us to him, and he's uh, such a talented guy. Oh my know? God, he's so Definitely. good. He's such a great dude too. Yeah, he yep, actually yeah. helped uh, prep that file for that shirt that you're wearing uh, there. Oh, like, that's yeah. awesome! Yeah. Very cool. So nice. our buddy Jason uh, did the design, but um, he kind of like separated the file for for print prep purposes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Matt's been a huge uh, force for us. Just a help and inspiration, a motivator, and yeah, we wouldn't have our Patreon right now if it wasn't no. for him. Or he was our like, hey, uh, you fucking yeah. guys, just do it. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah, he talked yeah. you guys into it, right? He, honestly, yeah, he bullied great. us into it. And we were like, uh, dude, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> he he straight awesome. up was like, call me. Yeah, yeah. I called was, him. He was yeah. like, what are you? What are you afraid of? And I was like, well, I don't want to <laughs> spend thirty dollars a month on a website if no one's buying anything. He's like. 30 bucks a month going to kill you? And I was like, well, no. And he's like, well, just start a Patreon. That'll pay for it. And I was like, okay. Are you yeah, mad at me? There you go. <laughs> no, but he's been That's a huge awesome. motivator. So Yeah. We love you, Matt. Yeah, we do. He's a good good guy. Matty. We love you too, buddy. And the dude is so fucking great. We had him come on the Alone in the Dark. I, I think it was yeah. like a trivia night or something. Yeah. Yes, and then he is. was yes. like, he like messages. He was like, you know what? I love these guys. I'm going to buy a Patreon membership. And we we're like, yeah, yeah do really it. so it's great. Yeah. Oh, and he yeah he communicates with us. You know he's oh, he's, he's dude, definitely a, great. part of the community yeah. there. He's a uh, an amazing guy. So everybody yeah check out Matt Pepler if I know that you guys talk about him a lot. But Mike, you been uh, buying anything recently, buddy? I just bought because Matt reminded me I didn't buy pre order House of Wax. So I just bought House of Wax. Uh, I didn't get it yet. Um, I love that movie. How much was and it, Mike? Also, what's that? How much was it? I need to get it too. Uh, it was on Amazon. I think it was, it's listed as like 20 something, but they always like, when I buy stuff on Amazon, uh, like then I get like a, like a refund. Or, yeah. Amazon's like, oh, we're going to give you three bucks back, mm. you know? Um, so I got that and I just pre-ordered, um, super excited Elvira's Haunted Hills, her second movie. Oh, I know. You love her movies. Yeah. Yeah. So I just pre-ordered that as well. So I'm super pumped because I'm a huge Elvira fan. So I uh, can't wait to get that. It's definitely not as good as the as, as Mistress of the Dark, but it's a it's a fun movie. Sure. You know, yeah. all the same. Awesome, man. 
Yeah. But right, so Maddie, Maddie, anything? Yeah. Real quick. I, uh, I actually, real quick, Maddie. Yeah, I just looked up it. House of Wax, and it's thirty four ninety nine on Amazon. So I'm going to hold off. On oh, that. I was no, way off. Screen I'm Factory sorry. has it for twenty eight. So yeah, it's six bucks less. But that, speaking of Screen Factory, I or, I pre ordered. Uh, finally, I've been waiting for years and years. Alone in the Dark from nineteen eighty two with nice. Donald Pleasance. I've not seen and that. Martin movie. Landau, et cetera. Jack yeah. Palance. I got to check that movie out. It's Dude, a collector's same. edition too, yeah. man, and it's a re- it's a really good movie. Um, How much was the pre-order, Maddie? It's twenty eight, twenty eight cent change. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah, goes after people on what they're spending nice. here. It's coming no, no. in September. It's coming out. <laughs> we need to let the <laughs> listeners know what to spend. <laughs> All right, let's hit a quick uh, family antic. So my sister texted me. My sister, who's Jamie's wife, mm-hmm. texted Jamie and I today. So uh, we'll plug this now because it's something we're gonna do. But for our patrons. Um, you know, Cavity Killers always, uh, on an annual basis, does a spook bag, he calls it. Uh, so he sends out a, a goodie bag. You buy a t-shirt, and it comes with, like, all these ridiculous tchotchkes in it. And each one's custom, and they're these, like, really... Cool. Yeah, these, it's packed with, like, uh, like plastic vampire fangs and maybe a Halloween mask and candy and a pair of socks and a koozie. And, like, just everyone's unique and, and kind of random. That's I'm getting awesome. excited as you talk about this. <laughs> well, so we're going to do something like that for our $10 patrons this year. Um, we're just trying to figure out what, what it's going to be. So my sister texted me today and said, uh, what are you guys going to call your spook bags? And I said, dad bags. And she said, oh, my God, that was the first one on my list. Dad bags <laughs> or scream sacks? <laughs> and I said, Scream sacks? Are you fucking kidding me? And she said, uh, fuck off, John. You like Boo Box, though. I know you do. Oh, so. Boo Box was the third one. Yeah. Boo yeah. Box is Boo cute. Box is cool. Cute. I like yeah. that. Prop, yeah, prop that's cool. to your wife, Jamie. That's a cute one. Tell Scream her one. sack? Scream sack. That's I pretty mean, funny. That was a good one, too. Fuck you, John. I'll, I'll uh, stand by defend, my wife. Defend her yeah, honor. Always. Fuck no, you. No, Jamie, <laughs> tell her Matt, Matt approves. I like Boo Box is cute, too. I, I will. Like that. Yeah, that's a good one. So actually, my family <laughs> antic, John, tried to fucking stick me with yours. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work, John. Uh, all right. So I got my office finally in order with. Uh, so I did the orange walls, just like your studio, Mike. Oh, cool. Um, nice. So we, you know what's funny is my wife was like, "Are you gonna paint your office orange?" And I was like, "No, I'm not gonna do it because like Mike's Mike at Alone in the Darkest <laughs> Studios orange. I don't want to like." Um, she was like, "Well, okay." So she bought orange paint. Yeah. She was like, well, now you have to do it. Cause my wife does that. She'll bully me. Um, right. I was like, yeah, but I didn't like, I don't want to like copy. And she was like, well, I already <laughs> bought the orange paint. So fuck it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I painted orange. I did like one wall black. I was like, I have to separate a little bit. Um, but anyways, the point of this is, uh, I finally put up my Michael Myers. Like I have like uh, Matt Pepler one. Um, I have an Austin Pardon one where it like dissects the mask. That one right there, yeah. Yeah. So it's like uh, the mask and then like his version of like what would be like behind the mask. So it's like oh, the cool. clown from the first one. Uh, there's like a skeleton in there with the eyes bulging out and then the Halloween pumpkin with a, the knife in it. Um, so anyways, I, I hung all these posters up. Uh, two Matt Peplers side by side and then this one. And so, like, my three-year-old is enamored by this fucking Austin Pardon one that dissects the Michael Myers mask. And he's always like, yeah, no, I like that part. (laughs) I like that part. But that clown part with the red nose, 
It's also That's the least scary. scary part of that. But but my three right, year old finds that it. terrifying. Yeah. And he'll tell mm. me every morning. He's like, "Which one do you like? You like the first one? <laughs> like, yeah, I love I love the first one." He's like, "How about the clown one? Does that one scare you?" And I'm like, "It a little bit, but I still love it." And he's like, "Okay, okay, okay." I love it too. That's cute. The funny thing Um, about talking to him is his eyes are like, his face only looks like he's looking at the most interesting thing he's ever seen. Like that's the only (laughs) face he has. And his eyes are always this big. So I was actually there this week and he was talking to me about this while you were upstairs working. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. But he like now every morning he's like, do you still love Michael Myers? I'm like, yes, I do. Do (laughs) you? And he's like, yeah, I do. I don't like that clown one. That's scary. <laughs> uh, yeah, about, so my my three year old is in love with Michael Myers. I guess I love it. I love family it. stuff for you guys. Anything cool you want to share? I uh, I always find a way to uh, weasel my way into buying something I don't need. And don't we all? You know, like w- yeah, it's 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 something that I'm sure you guys do too. But um, I have I have like a backyard that I think you guys were talking about maybe on our podcast, but um, or we were talking about off off mic. Um, I have like a nice little movie viewing outside, you know, like I have like a screen and a uh, projector out there, but we have those like, you know, those, um, what do they call them? Those lights, the, uh, the ones that hang down, the um, Edison lights. Yeah. Those like Edison bulb lights that everybody has now yeah. out like outside. Yeah. So I have, um, uh, probably four strands that I had and they're just white. Right. Um, but I was at uh, I was at Lowe's uh, the other day and I saw that they had these like LED ones where you could change the colors. Mm. And of course, I'm looking at the box and they're like, we have like preset settings. And one of the settings says Halloween. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and it was like orange and purple, like the theme. And I was like, I was like, I need to get these. So I'm like trying to figure out a way like to justify it because they're pretty expensive, you know. So I buy them, I bring them home and um, I'm like, yeah, I'm like talking to my wife. I'm like, yeah, the bulbs outside, you know, they're, they're kind of, they don't work well. And she's like, what are you talking about? They don't work well. They're fine. She's like, go outside. And she like, she plugs them in. She's like, what the fuck's wrong with these lights? There's nothing wrong with them. But I was like, yeah, but these would be cool. Like, you know, around, you know, like in the fall, she's like, oh God, what do they do? Do they like blink Halloween colors? And I was like, yeah, yeah they might. And she was nice. She's like, I'll just fucking keep them. Shut up. You know, so so now I have these cool LED lights that I can't wait for our Halloween party this year. Love it. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Maddie? Yeah, I don't have a big deal story. I just I reconnected with one of my uh, my cousins I haven't seen in a while. And um, it was great seeing her, and she invited me over to her house. And she happens to have a gigantic house now that, that I had, I'd never been to. So um, I actually got lost uh, I went to the bathroom and I ended up opening the wrong door on the way back and uh, ended up in a closet. I know it sounds ridiculous and stupid, but I, it really happens to people sometimes. That's why. Classic Maddie. It's like yeah. a Vincent so Price uh, movie and just happened to be, be reality in that moment. So it was reality. Did you say anything out loud when you walked into the closet? Because I could see a Maddie moment being like, oh, I guess I'm not going in here or something like that. I don't think I talked to myself out loud like that, but uh, oh, I was okay. gonna I say I was gonna say, Mike. I'm sure somebody walked by and was like, I, I heard this guy talking about horror movies in the closet. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what's going on in there. If you find yourself alone <laughs> in the dark, I locked myself in and to see the t- I tested the acoustics. That's what I did. Yeah, that's it. Actually, that's I opened it. up and I went, Mac. It's me. <laughs> Mac and oh me. my god. All right, it's we played keep this coming. fucking Mac. I'm done. I'm done. That was my only time. I'm Never. done. I'm Dude, oh, I'm not Maddie, done. Don't worry. Maddie, yours was perfect, by the way. <laughs> Mike, just stop it. 
No, I will not stop. <laughs> Mike, are you are you gonna mic me? Mike. <laughs> All right. So, so that, guys, what are we doing? Are we getting into it? Well, let's ask a couple questions about oh, yeah, let's their, do that. their yeah. podcast. So, you guys want to talk about your format a little bit and um, how long you've been podcasting? It's probably what going so on seven years now. If right? you listen to us, you have not heard us. Not shut the fuck up about how much we love Alone in the Dark. So, we'll yeah, use that guys, double tell negative. us a little bit about it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Matt, you're probably better speaking about us. I was just going to actually throw it on you, but I'll start. Um, <laughs> okay. So we started, I think, March 14th, 2014 was our first um, yes. our first ever podcast, I believe. 2014, yep. that's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was yep. winter. And uh, we did actually did it at my dad's house. He lives in this um, retirement community in Brick, about not even like a mile and a half from my house, right around the, pretty much around the corner. Yeah. And we used a small table, and uh, that same night we composed the original, um, you know, our theme song or whatever. On Mike's, Mike had this yeah. little, uh, what was it, like a m- little MIDI keyboard, right? Yeah, MIDI keyboard and, and Logic Pro. We just kind of like, yeah. you know, Matt just sort of like worked it out. Just nothing you know? just nothing premeditated. He put it down, and I just kind of was channeling, uh, you know, John Carpenter and kind of somewhere between Assault on Precinct 13 and Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. I guess it ended up sounding something like that. Yeah. I don't know if you guys end up hearing that when you actually hear our theme, but that's kind of what no, I was No, I certainly do. For. I mean, we yeah. we yeah. love uh, the entire, I mean, all the editing and everything you guys do is admirable. And that's and all, Mike. So just for us. everybody, all your listeners, that who, you know, if they're new and they don't, they don't really know who we are, Mike, uh, Mike is the brains and the technical uh, whiz behind everything that we do. I just bring my stupid, sh- you know, ass uh, comments. Oh, you're not stupid. Yeah. No, Matt's, Matt's No, you guys genius, both have, like, these very... Uh, very unique skills, um, and and if you listen to our podcast, um, there's no way that you uh, won't enjoy enjoy theirs, and you'll oh you'll identify God, yeah. those skills too when you listen through, and you'll fall in love uh, like we did. So, but so how did the there. podcast come about, guys? Like, tell me a little bit about that process. It really was Mike's idea. Yeah, I think Matt and I just we we just talked horror so much that we just I just said, dude, let why don't we just do a podcast? Like we're, instead of just talking on the phone or, you know, when we go see a movie, we sit in the car afterwards and talk about it. I was like, we should be recording this, you know, so we just kind of did it, you know, and that's we kind of worked through our format. We you know, we started with sort of doing, we, you know, we do like a top five kind of thing based on a theme, you know, um, and then, you know, Matt was really genius in the in the sense of saying like let's put a twist on these top fives, but also let's do some episodes that are different. So that's what we, we came up with these like uh, in the world of episodes where we'll actually take clips from movies and, and sort of make a, like a shorter theme uh, format podcast, but you're almost like in the world of that movie. Like we did the uh, Sleepaway camp one. So good. If you're a fan of Sleepaway camp, you can hear that. And if you like Halloween three, we did a, a St. Patrick's day special where it sounds like we're in a, in a bar in uh in uh, Santa, Santa Santa Mira, Mira right? Yeah. And we are yeah. we're currently writing a, a, a new one that's going to be yes, Halloween. Yes, that's going to be uh, yeah. for this season. So uh, yeah, and they also do uh, these really fun class of episodes too. So they'll do you know class of 1981 was a really fun one. Um, they hit a bunch of movies. Actually, we talked about a couple of them on the podcast we just recorded on their platform. It's true. Um, we that was one. One was a class of '86, and that we talked about Maximum Overdrive. But '81, we did talk about American Werewolf as well. And um, yeah, the yep. burning mm-hmm. came up on that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What I love about you guys is you're not afraid to take chances and kind of step outside the box. Um, you know, like you guys did a couple West Coast video skits. Yeah, um, and those <laughs> are fun. Yeah. yeah. Like, you guys always are just, 
you're you're not afraid to take chances and uh Push the number the one thing i love is that you guys aren't afraid to be honest uh yeah. there's too many podcasts and just horror fans in general that i think kind of succumb to the pressure of like what you should like and shouldn't like right um, and you yeah. guys are and like john and i've kind of uh you guys were a key uh, component in us creating our podcast and we kind of take a lot from you guys where like you're not afraid to be honest you're not afraid to say what you love or not love based on popular culture so we love that about you guys i, I appreciate that and I, I will say and i do want to get this out there that mike and i said one of the things we said from the very beginning was if we're going to spend and invest time and do this i said I know a lot of part of, you know, the part of internet culture is that everyone's a critic and that's fine. You know, yeah. everybody has their voice, but I told Mike, I said, I will not spend effort and time shitting on something and, and taking the time out to actually shit on something. I said, sure. I, I have right. no desire to do that. Yeah. There's 8 billion people on the internet that are doing that all the time. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know if that's a sense of empowerment or if it just feels like they need to get something off their chest or if that's sure. kind of like, you know, them exercising some demons. That's all great. If that's what they're doing, that's fine. But you know, whether you like a movie or not, like, you know, it took a hell of a lot for somebody to put it out there and somebody did and it, and you know, it took a lot of no people doubt. to do it. So yeah. if, and I I have the utmost respect for that. I mean, granted, we're going to talk. We we do mention movies that we certainly don't necessarily like, but we're not going to yeah. go into a diatribe about why it sucks or spend all the time bashing it because it's just, just honestly to me that's just such a colossal waste of time. So I agree. Um, Agreed. Yeah. You know, it's like telling someone like, you "Oh, your kid's ugly." It's like, "No, fuck you. You can't say that to somebody." <laughs> Yeah. Right, yeah, it's messed up. Uh, but yeah, yeah and, and Maddie, I think you were talking on one of your episodes too about the concept of, um, like, don't, there aren't guilty pleasures. Like, you put that upon yourself. Like, don't, right. yeah, don't, yeah, don't be ashamed of things that you like because you feel like you're not supposed to like it. You know, that's a huge, a huge, um, a huge component of our podcast is really about, you know, self-awareness and just owning the fact that you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be a certain way or feel a certain way or think a certain way or act a certain way just because of standards that are designed by other people. Sure. Like yeah. you, you are who you are. Uh, we want to empower people. You know, there are a lot of people out there that are, are dads um, in their thirties and twenties and thirties and forties that are doing the same thing, you know, they're executives at companies and they're like, oh, you know, I, I shouldn't talk about the fact that I have tattoos or that I like horror movies because that stuff's faux pas. And it's like, no, fuck that. It, it's yeah. okay. And and it should be. And you like what you like. So yeah. um, we're, we're completely on board with that mentality. And you guys really inspired a lot of that for us to, you know, talk about it out loud. Oh, well, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. I'm glad you picked up on that part of it because you guys do it. I mean, you could tell when you listen to your podcast, too. And Mike and I definitely are listeners for sure. Um, and you pick that up like it's about the positivity. And, and obviously, you have all these different guests on, and you give them a platform for them to speak about, you know, perpetuating the, the genre and, and talent and different aspects of the genre. Not, you know, maybe there's a screenwriter, maybe there's a director or an artist. And it's really good that you – that's what I like about you guys is that you kind of have a – you know, you say you get a lot of things from us, but when you listen to your podcast, it's quite different. You know, you have, you know, a, a much different format and you, and you do a lot of stuff that's, again, it's all about the love of the genre and perpetuating it mm -hmm. for, for posterity. And, you know, we're all on board for that. And uh, like I said, this is our pleasure doing this. This is awesome. Let's shift back to you guys for a little bit. What um, what about your families? Uh, so you, you guys are both horror dads um, mm -hmm. yourselves. Uh, so um, do your kids like horror? Do your wives like horror? Um, we kind of know the answer to these questions a little bit, but. Um, you guys yeah. want to talk about it a little bit? <laughs> I, 
I can go first. Um, I uh, my my son loves horror, which is great. I have a I have a boy and a girl. They're twins. They're sixteen years old. Um, my daughter likes horror, but she's sort of like at that stage where it's like not cool to like what dad likes, you know. Uh, what I mean? So yeah, sure. she she <laughs> pretends she doesn't like, but then I'll see her like walking in like what are you guys watching you know and then she'll sit for a little bit you know and i can tell she's into it um but my son absolutely loves horror which is great so him and i watch movies together all the time which is really fun you know because he's at that age where uh he's been at that age where it's just like you know everything's so impressionable and you know he's just asking lots of questions and he's he's just into all different directors he's like he's just kind of soaking it in which is great um, my wife, on the other hand, is not into horror films. There's like probably Matt knows this because Matt knows my wife. There's like a couple horror films she'll watch with me. She'll watch the original Halloween, like on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll watch Halloween four because she kind of like we'll joke about it together. And she'll watch because she watches. Lives, right. Yeah. She watched Friday the 13th Part six. Jason lives because she watched it with like her friend when she was like a kid, you know. Oh, cool. So she um, has like a connection to it. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much all I got with her. You know what I mean? As far as other movies, there's no way. You know what I mean? She's like, I'm out. You know, she's just running out of the out of the room, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah. But my son, you know, it's great. Like uh, we're already planning to he's working this weekend. He works at a restaurant, but I think Monday we're going to go see old uh, M. Night's new movie. Oh, cool. Oh, so nice. Yes. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm psyched. And you took him to do the uh, Alone in the Dark. Uh, what's that called with the Kenny? Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I took him to the. I know what you did last summer. We went down to uh, Kenny Caperton. To, yeah, the, yeah. What yeah, is yeah, he called? Yeah. That? The Onset yeah. Cinema. Yeah. Onset, Onset Cinema. Cinema. Yeah. yeah, Mikey and I drove. It was like the sh- the lo- like the longest shortest weekend. We drove <laughs> from New Jersey all the way to North Carolina to Southport, and uh, it was the great weekend. Such a cool experience to see all those locations. And dude, that would be so amazing. Where is Southport? Is that like the Outer Banks or? No, uh, I'm trying to think of by where Wilmington, it is. Right? Isn't it by? Is it's by, by Wilmington? Wilmington. Yeah, because we went to Dawson's house. We were talking about this before we rolled uh, as well. I'm a huge Dawson's Creek fan, so we went to actually Dawson's house, which I don't think you can go anymore. I read an article that the owner's not letting people uh, there anymore. Yeah. So we were one of the last. So we were lucky, but um, yeah, it's it's an amazing area down there, and we had a great time. So it's just fun to experience. Like it's just you know now that he's older, and I'm sure when you guys when your kids are older. Uh, you'll have those sort of bonding moments, but that yeah. was an amazing bonding moment for him and I. You yeah, know? that's cool. Man. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Maddie, what about you, man? Yeah, so uh, I live in a house where my wife hates horror, and my <laughs> my uh, two sons don't watch it either. The closest, <laughs> oh, the closest God. I've come uh, is probably Scooby Doo. Um, yeah. With my younger son, he still he still loves watching that stuff. That counts. Um, he oh, was, was like watch. He did watch. Are you afraid of the dark? Release something. I feel like on Nickelodeon recently oh. uh, last year. I think there was a three part uh, show. Yeah, that newer one. Are you afraid? Of yeah, th- yeah. It was a newer one. He did, and he did like that. And he liked a couple of those. So I feel like he might ease into it and actually end up watching them. But uh, my wife, I mean, is, we have a history because the, I remember right before we got married. Uh, after actually, actually, pretty shortly after we met, which is around two thousand. I think two thousand. We met. Yeah, we had gone to see Jason X, and then shortly <laughs> after that, Valentine. Um, and those are the two, only two horror movies that I ever took her to see in the movie theater. And I, and I can't believe she still agreed to marry me after because she absolutely, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> abhorred both of them. To, to oh, she just hated them so much. Yeah, Jason X, um, like if you're walking in off the street into that franchise and you're like, all right, oh, there's a new one out. Okay, let's go check it out. And then you walk mm. into that, you're like, yeah, what 
have you been doing for these Although she years? was watching, she was flipping back and forth. She was watching um, some other show, but then she was she kept watching Signs. She kept putting Signs on. Oh, she, she was there thinking you of go. Shyamalan, and she was digging yeah. it. And she was like, she was watching. She's like, she's like, so why? She's like, I don't remember. What's the twist? She's like, why are? She wanted you know, to know the twist. Isn't that funny? Some like, people are like that. They, and I said, no, just I said, tell no. me. Just tell me. Yeah. I said, no. I said, Billy, I said, it's the guy's, you know, the aliens are, are, are attacking. I said, this guy's completely lost his faith. Like, it's like this yeah. humongous, like, crisis yeah. of conscience and every, and every of everything else. Like, it's just this reckoning that he's having, yeah. basically. Yeah. And and he kind of restored, you know, ironically, you know, his faith gets restored or whatever by the end. And, and it's his family and it's about, you know, how close mm-hmm. they are. And so... She, she actually like listened that. to me for like, like it was like you know we've been married eight, we just got married um, we just <laughs> celebrated in uh, the end of June our 18th we've been, we've been married 18 years oh there you go and, man um, that's cool and like that was probably like the longest conversation we've had about horror like I think ever <laughs> in, since we've known each other so and it was all of about 35 seconds but that's there good, you go yeah we so for our Patreon we do a horror moms episode yes our wives are not huge horror fans at all and we kind of force them into this which makes that's it fun, fun you know. Um, we want you guys to be able to plug your stuff uh, real quick, but before that, just out of curiosity, so um, if we are Urban Legend Final Cut to you guys being Scream, right? <laughs> who, so who were your main motivations uh, to start podcasting? Was it like the heavy hitters, like horror POV at that time? and um, Killer POV? Killer POV? Oh, Killer, killer POV. POV. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know when Killer POV started. I guess they must have started before we did. Um yeah, they but did. they were definitely. I, I had. I'm later to the game. Mike was um, more of podcast listener and turned turned me on to a couple of the um, like definitely killer POV for for starters. Yeah, and you know what? One that another one that started around us. That I. It's like it's weird because I, I don't think I was. I knew of podcasts, but and I would like. I would be like. I don't know if you guys do this. Like I'll search a movie. Like in the podcast app, I'll search a movie that I like and I'll just try to like listen to podcasts talking about that movie. If I'm like jonesing for a movie, I'll be like, oh, let me hear what these guys are all about, you know? So I was doing a lot of that, but there's another podcast I really love called the Purple Stuff Podcast. I don't know. You guys have probably heard us talk about it before. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I, yeah, we've heard you mention it for sure. They're they're not they're not really horror specific. No. They're more like nostalgia specific. You know, like right. they just talk about '80s stuff and like they talk about like products from the '80s, like cereals and <clears throat> and uh, but they they do talk a lot about movies and TV shows and stuff. But that was one of like my favorite podcasts that I knew. Uh, that Matt and I could sort of do something and have to bring an element of that without without actually doing that, right? right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, but they came out around the same time of, as us. So I don't think there was really a specific podcast that we were like, "Hey, let's," you know, like like it was it was more about just knowing that Matt and I are talking a lot about it, and we should just be hitting record and just doing it. Yeah, yeah. I love we love how organic that is, and and how it's translated to such a a great show. Yep. Well, thanks, guys. All right, well, so speaking of the show, why don't you guys plug your stuff and let's get into some movies. we got 12 movies to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Well, no, you can just find us anywhere podcasts can be heard, you know, uh, Alone in the Dark podcast. Um, we also have an Instagram, Alone in the Dark podcast, and we're on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, there's that new, I don't know if you guys are on there, there's a new app called Slasher. Have you guys jumped on there yet? Yeah, we're on there. Yep. Yeah, we're on there too. It's I'm sort of trying to, to do more stuff on there, but it's... Uh, it's kind of a new thing, so it's like another pet um, to take care of. It's like, oh shit, I didn't feed the. Yeah, fish. I know. I, yeah. I feel bad, like <laughs> yeah. you know, neglecting. But uh, yeah, and then we also have a Patreon as well. Uh, so we do 
we do a bonus uh, episode every month, and then Matt and I throw in some video segments that we do as well. So uh, if people want to check us out on there as well, they can. If they, yeah, and their like Patreon is uh, super fun. Yeah. Uh, and it's very inclusive. It feels like part of a family. So, yeah, as you guys know, we love them. We love their Patreon. We love their merch. Uh, so go hit all that up. And uh, without further ado, do we yeah. want to get into the 80s, John? Or the, the 90s. 90s. Yeah. yeah. The, Fuck we the did 80s, the 80s, right? guys. Yeah. There's a Freudian slip. Good job, Jamie. I love it. <laughs> I do love the 80s. All right, so we're going to go... You want to get into Mac and me, John? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to do like a little round-robin sequence, so mm-hmm. everyone's going to kind of nominate a film. Each of us are going to have three. Uh, order's going to go uh, Mike, me, Maddie, Jamie. So, Mike, you want to go yes. first? So, we are talking about, as we've talked about before on our podcast, my favorite decade is the 90s. Matt is definitely the 80s. So, And we're going to talk <laughs> firstly... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we're gonna talk. Boy. We're gonna Shots talk fired. about a movie. Fucking <laughs> uh, weirdo, huh? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about a movie that I had a Freudian slip. Uh, I don't know if you call it a Freudian slip. I had a slip on our podcast where I put this in my top five of all horror movies of all time, and it's Urban Legend. Last week we discussed folklore. Today we get more specific. This is what we call an urban legend contemporary folklore passed on as a true story something you might have heard about mixing pop rocks and soda supposedly your stomach and your intestines burst voila still alive mr cross please he's gonna explode somebody call 911 <laughs> They are the legends we've all heard. Gang members drive around at night with their headlights off. And when someone goes to flash from their high beams to warn them, they kill them. The scene I want to talk about that's I think is the most memorable scene is the opening scene with Mich- Michelle Mancini where she's driving in the rain. Turn around every night. Yeah. yeah. So she gets stuck at the gas station and, you know, uh, the creepy, uh, what's his name? Brad Dorf. Brad Dorf yeah. You know, yeah, he's the attendant. And then he comes in, he's like, something's wrong. You know, the, you got to come in with the, you know, the credit card company wants to talk to you. And she's like freaked out. She goes in and then she, something happens where she sees the phone is, you know, there's nobody on the phone. So she runs to the car. She's driving away and Brad Dorf yells, there's someone in the back seat. Um, and then you get that scene where, you know, the, she's driving and you see the, the, the killer kind of come up from the back and, you know, take her out and Mm -hmm. car crashes. It's just such a great scene. So when I think of that movie, I think of that opening scene because it it was just so memorable to me. You know what I mean? It's an amazing scene. Yep. Well, that makes two of us. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm there as well. Jamie, are you? Yep. Yeah. We're four. Oh, wow. We all picked that one. That's great. Right out of the gate. The only, the only note that I had that was different, uh, was that the, so our character, our main character in this scene, Michelle. Yeah. I'm almost certain that the makers of uh Monster House Yeah. modeled the babysitter after yes. her. Yes. Dude. That is fucking her. I it, you're right. You're totally agree. right. Yeah. She's like the babysitter, that's her, dude. I'm gonna listen to my boyfriend's band, Skull Crusher, yeah, right, or whatever. Right, right. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jason Lee. Has but aside from that, who the did way the she voice? Looked, who did the voice for her in Monster House? I can't remember. So I actually looked up to see if it was her, and it wasn't. Oh, dude, if it were her, was, that but would it be, wasn't her. Yeah. yeah, 
No, it's somebody else famous, but I know what you're saying as far as looks-wise, though. They look identical. Yeah, dude, if you go and watch Monster House and, like, look at the babysitter and then watch that scene, you'll be like, that. yeah, that's that's fucking her. Holy shit, that's so true. That's yeah. funny. Great reference, man. Good stuff. Wow, Jamie, where did you pull that one from, bro? Oh, that's I have good. kids. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do watch a I lot watch of Monster House. I watch Monster House way too <laughs> much. I love that movie. Are you talking My, about Jenny? Is it the character of Jenny? Is her name the Jenny? The babysitter? I don't, I don't know offhand. I, I, I should, but real quick, my wife just purchased this fucking Blu-ray or a Blu-ray 3D copy. Oh, I tried oh, to steal no it. way. And so That's she's that. like, oh my God, look at this Blu-ray copy that I have. It it's might be 3D. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Now that I was like, it is, it is, Matt. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're cool. right. It is. It, it is, is Maggie Gyllenhaal. I knew it was okay. someone famous. So, but you, so, you're gonna, so you have it in 3D? That's awesome. Okay, so yeah, we do. Uh, but it turns <laughs> out that you need a 3D Blu-ray player, oh. which we yes. do not have. Shit. Oh, of course. So I was yeah. like, "Way to go, Katie!" Wait, you uh, you do? And she was you like, "Do have one though, you. right, Mike?" What's that? You do have one, right? I do on our third floor, so that's where, yeah. like, I've, I've talked about on the podcast, where we'll watch as a family. We watch Jaws, Jaws 3D. three every Fourth nice. of yeah. July, which is kind of fun. All right, so now I need to buy a three D Blu ray <laughs> player and a four K player yeah. and a region free yeah. Blu ray player. Yeah, I just got a region free, which is I only great. need a yeah, Mike, Mike and I, by the way, we're in our early thirties, and we both got free like a free preview screening to go. We both went to Monster Dude, Alley. I was gonna, so I was gonna mention that I couldn't remember if it was you guys that were talking about that, but I was gonna yes. ask. Um, it was us. And you we guys were like thirty six. Going in there to the theater, right? <laughs> all like, people with kids. Yeah. Oh, it was like, all kids. We, we just basically <laughs> took t- two tickets that could have gone to two little kids to enjoy it. Mike and I fucking took. <laughs> oh, fuck those kids! <laughs> Matt, and I were, Matt and I were so excited to to see a movie about Halloween. Are you kidding me? Fuck, fuck those, those kids. kids. Honestly, fuck them. <laughs> Steve Buscemi's in this. Jason Lee, give me those fucking tickets. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was great. No, That's that movie is so fucking. Here, here's good. your juicy fruit. Go get it. Prick, I'll take the tickets. <laughs> All right, uh, let's right. let's head to our next film. Yeah. Uh, this one's me. So I, I did mention this uh, either on the last film or the last uh, podcast or in between um, takes here. But so I I don't love this movie, um, but it holds a special place in my heart for a specific reason. Hmm. So I thought it'd be uh, relevant to talk about. But we're gonna go to 1994's uh, Interview with the Vampire. Oh, I want to see we get started. So you want me to tell you the story of my life? I'll tell you my story. I'll tell you all of it. I'm flesh and blood, but not human. I haven't been human for 200 years. From the novel by Anne Rice. From Neil Jordan, the director of The Crying Game. I've come to answer your prayers. Life has no meaning anymore, does it? His name is Lestat. What if I could give it back to you? Yeah, John, this is a weird pick for you, man. Okay, so my mother... So I lost my mom when I was 13. Let's let's go ahead and get down in the basement here real quick. So my mom, uh, she was sick, she had cancer, so she passed away early um, in my life. But one common thing that we we always had together is she loved, 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 um, uh, particularly like, uh, macabre, uh, horror stories, um, oh, for wow. novels. Okay. So she loved like Anne Rice. Yeah. Yeah. So like not scary necessarily, but yeah, just like she loved yeah. Anne Rice. Um, I remember, gotcha. uh, we were on vacation in Florida. I was probably eight, nine years old. 
and we uh, ended up at a Borders, and she bought me um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. So like that's what yeah. it took me like two and a half years to read it uh, between the ages of you know eight and ten. Um, but her that would take me six years to read now. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> but but th- that was that was kind of our thing uh, together. So she was very very interested specifically in this um, this uh, storyline uh, of the Anne Rice books. Uh, the interview with the vampire series. So this early on, so 94, you know, I was seven when this movie came out. Um, this was something we watched together. Uh, so it was probably eight when I actually saw it, eight or nine. Um, wow. But, you know, this this movie. God damn. It, it's, it's I would have like, fallen asleep. Dude, but honestly, it is like a Jane Austen movie with vampires, basically. Yeah, yeah pretty much. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, so it is slow moving. It's super dialogue heavy. Uh, it's very embedded in the story ton of characters um but you know seeing this at like eight years old there's so much like sexuality to it there's so yeah. much um there's violence uh and it's not is the it kirsten s- dunst is that the is yeah, that yeah kirsten yeah. dunst yeah. is yep. so young in this. Ple- by the way from point pleasant new jersey by the way oh she is she? Yes. to bring Damn. back point pleasant to the conversation whoa mm-hmm. holy shit yes uh i didn't know that yeah as, as well as uh dean and and um robert DeLeo from the stone temple pilots I, I didn't know that either. There awesome. you go. Yeah. So uh, go for it, John. This is it's a great story. I love that you're going with this. Yeah. But so, so the elements of horror are really what stuck with me. Um, so f- for me, uh, being a young kid, uh, seeing this for the first time, the, you know, the Kirsten Dunst uh, character was who I gravitated most toward. Mm-hmm. And her kind of like self-discovery moment um, in the yeah. film is very, very interesting where she basically like sees somebody in town that she wants to be kind of like, uh, so there's this really fucking haunting scene that has always stuck with me from when I was, when I was young, where basically like she's getting in a, a an argument with Brad, Brad Pitt and um, Tom Cruise about wanting to be different, confused as to why she's a vampire. Like yeah. who's my maker kind of moment. And she is taking her baby dolls off her bed, uh, like one by one, throwing them kind of over her shoulder. And as she's uncovering, what's underneath these baby dolls there's this fucking bloated pallid cadaver under there of this uh woman that she took from town and 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 killed um and that scene always just like is kind of burned in my retinas uh so that's my scene uh from interview with the vampire if i can jump in here i'm going uh john i I don't want to spoil anything but the end of this scene oh my god when fucking guns and roses sympathy with the devil comes on yeah, and fucking Lestat just—they're on the Golden Gate Bridge. They have this like action scene where he rips, he bites Malloy, turns yeah. off Louis's interview tape that he's got going in the car. Yeah, and yeah. All of a sudden, you just hear Axel go, "Ow!" And it's sympathy for the devil comes on, and just please, because this—it's the story of obviously told from Satan's point of view, right? So it's told from the point of view of the devil, talking about all through history where he was at the time of all these like huge events. That's what the song is about, and Nick's lyrics are. Mick Jagger's lyrics are just absolute genius to that song. Um, and that's kind of what, what I like about this film is that, especially as a kid, you know, like if you throw on Pride and Prejudice in a movie form at the age of eight, you're taking a nap, right? But yeah. it's cool that they interweave the Christian Slater character to kind of like, hey, let me let me keep you here. And they, they, they literally, like, the moment you find yourself starting to drift, like, all right, I'm not into this at the moment. They go back to that, and you have Christian Slater like 
not making dick jokes, but like doing, doing stuff that's like funny <laughs> enough where you're like, Oh, okay. Ha ha. But we're still here and we're still in present day. Okay. Let's get back into it. Kind of thing. Uh, yeah. And this so. was directed by an Irishman. Neil Jordan did this, right? Yeah, Neil Jordan. Yep. So you have a guy that's from a, a really heavy handed Catholic upbringing. So it's kind of interesting that he takes on all of these, you know, resurrection, if you will, type of things where these people live on and shouldn't like, so I think yeah. there's a lot, I think it was really loaded for him. Um, you know, coming off of, I guess he was coming off the crying game when he did this, actually, and he, he kind of yeah. blew up and got huge. But then mm. they kind of handed him this, this totem that, that, you know, that Anne Rice had. I guess she had written it. I guess this first book came out probably in the late 70s, I believe. Yeah, they were around a long time. And c- just imagine being handed this, like, hey, don't fuck this up. Um, yeah. Also, it's yeah. a huge, huge story. So, yeah, really don't fuck it up. Uh, yeah. You have two <laughs> hours. Good luck. But I just think, I think anybody from, like, <laughs> it's funny because Ireland is, but you got to think, Ireland is still britain owned right they're still like kind of dominated by that i mean and you have that all that that ornate stuff and all that culture and all that hierarchy and, and it's just it's fascinating i think he was the perfect person to take on this project now that i think that you look at back and think about it yeah and i i also love the setting too and how so much of this film took place in louisiana um because the cultural relevance of the idea of like imperial uh imperial rule in a place like louisiana that changed hands 900 times. Literally, like, that was the first form of, like, geographic commodity uh, in the United States with the Louisiana Purchase. Um, so I, I, I think I think that kind of uh, the, the yeah, story the taking great. place there, yeah. Better than Hatchet. I think they do a bad job in Hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> a, a little bit, no, there's a yeah. Clint, there's a Clint Eastwood <laughs> movie that comes damn close as far as that goes, as far as that Southern... What's that movie that Clint Eastwood was in? That, Jamie, that Kevin Spacey's in it. Here, Clint Eastwood, Kevin Spacey. Oh, it's so good. Um, Clint Eastwood and Kevin Spacey? Oh, yeah. It's a whole friggin' uh, ensemble, but it's an absolutely amazing hmm. film. I think it takes place down there. Or it, maybe now, it's if you said Georgia, Clint Eastwood and Mario Van Peebles, then I know what you mean. What was that? Hacksaw Heartbreak Ridge. Ridge. Heartbreak Ridge, right? No, Hacksaw. Hacksaw. Right? Maybe it's ha- Heartbreak Ridge. Does he, rip, does he rip his earring out? Yeah, it's that one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it is Heartbreak Ridge. <laughs> that is a great scene. So anyway, I'm sorry. So this is, I mean, setting. What, what do you guys, uh, Jamie, what scene do you have from this movie? <laughs> Mine was a kiss. Oh, the kiss? Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. The Brad Pitt and Brad Kirsten Pitt Dunst. Kirsten when Dunst, it was like, right? wait, she was 11 and he was 30. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's yeah. A one memorable scene for me where it's just like, I'll be honest, I, had, I didn't rewatch this movie. <laughs> no, it was definitely taboo, though, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, that's a scene that I remember that was super fucking taboo. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. Like, it makes total sense in the vampire world. But sure. in the uh, right. human world, Age no, that's matter. creepy as fuck. Yeah, that is creepy. I picked uh, Claudia's death scene. Uh, I always remember that. That's, you know, when they're, they're all the, the townsfolk are carrying her and she's screaming and kicking and that's so fucked. Yeah. And they throw her in that, that like dungeon room or, you know, that like sewer with the big, you know, the sunlight comes through and like sunlight slowly comes through and she just starts burning and she's hugging, uh, the other woman. Yeah. Right. And dude, the, and the way that scene, Oh God. Like the way the Brad scene... Pitt's freaking out in the coffin, oh, right? They got yeah. him in the coffin. Yeah, he's screaming, trying to get to her. Yeah, it's pretty messed it's up. Tense. This was one of the it's only crazy. movies I didn't get to watch for this thing. Uh, but out of twenty four, I was like, well, one ain't bad. There so. you go. <laughs> what about uh, you, Maddie? Definitely a good movie. After a while, they go revisit. It's awesome. What uh, What was your pick, Maddie? 
So we have definitely spoken about this movie, Mike, definitely Class of 98 episode. It came up big time, and we've since referenced it probably a couple times since then. Um, 1998's The Faculty. No more pencils, no more books, no more teachers' dirty looks. The students at Harrington High have always suspected their teachers were from another planet. Is this going to be on the test? This is the test. This time, they're right. Now, these six students won't just question authority. They'll have to destroy it. Yes. And my scene that I'm going with, there's a whole bunch of great scenes. But man, so when I think of this movie, I just think of We Don't Need No Education. I think of that fucking football game and Usher clotheslining that guy. And oh. It's just a beautiful thing, man. <laughs> I just Love get that, that scene, giant dude. image. And I just, it's such a bombastic scene. Yeah. And, and they're maybe like not dropping, the first one you might think uh, of. God damn it. It's slugs fun. in the ears of yeah. the players when they're on the ground. One and guy yes. drops and a whole pile comes around. Oh, that is the it, yeah. greatest. Yes. I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's a great scene. That's a great so fucking a, scene, Maddie. Yeah, so that's <laughs> this is such a fun movie. It really mm-hmm. is, man. It's, it's fantastic. Like, I, I feel like I could watch that movie every fucking morning and not be mad about <laughs> it. You know, Every morning. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> How like, come the morning? <laughs> so I work from home always, oh, there you regardless go. of uh, COVID or anything. Like, I've, right. I've always worked from home. Um, and, like, the morning is key for, like, what am I going to put on like podcast yeah. or movie or right. Like, right. And if I could put on faculty every fucking morning, which I, I could, oh, yeah, you could. Um, I should, and I would, and I could, but I probably won't. And you will. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to put it on in the morning because you know, it's guaranteed to jack you up the rest of the day. You know what? Fuck that. I'm going <laughs> to watch it every morning. <laughs> put it on. So Jamie, what scene did you pick? What was your memorable scene? Um, all right. So what did I pick? Oh, I picked the blood test scene. Uh, oh yeah, oh, yes. scat yeah. scene. Yeah, that's yep. the. I mean, it's the just thing. the best fucking scene. Like, I didn't want to pick scene. it. I like, I went out of my way to try to not pick it. Yeah, uh, but I couldn't help it because, like, I love fucking um, Frodo Baggins. Uh, <laughs> his laughing. Oh, all of his fucking scene. scenes he's in there. Like, he's fucking laughing scene, yeah. and like. Oh, when he's giggling. Uh, no, you take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just him <laughs> laughing. Like, it's so good. Everything he does is so good. Like, you're taking it. <laughs> what's in it? And he's like... Uh, yeah, and then he's like, showdown. <laughs> oh it's like just some other household shit that Josh Hartnett, like... Oh, oh right, yeah. right. But Elijah yeah. Wood takes the fucking cake. Yeah, and in that Sean Hattersley is right yeah. behind him, though, in that scene. He's fucking Oh, great dude, too. for sure. Yeah, he's yeah. great, too. Yeah. What about you, That's Mike? Good. I picked the um, the I called the eyesore scene. It's like when uh, Mr. Furlong comes in oh and he's already God. been infected, and the kids are they like realize that the scat is like the thing that's gonna save the day. You know what I mean? So uh, you get like that almost like the burning scene. You get like Mr. Furlong's fingers get chopped off with that like paper cutter thing, which I love that effect. And then he's got that like um, you first see like what the monster kind of yeah. looks like. You see the tentacles come out. You know? Yeah. Um, and uh, and I love there's like a line at the end of the scene that I think is great. Stokely says this is like where Williamson's kind of coming out, right? Like his writing. So uh, she says, this is the part where someone says, let's get the fuck out of here. And then Stan responds with, let's get the fuck out of here. And they just like leave yeah, the room. Yeah. It's like so badass. <laughs> I think it's great. I love it. I do love that, so that uh, was... John Stewart's character in that in that movie when like 
when the whole <laughs> class is around him and he puts his finger in the tank and he gets bit, he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also, like, I, I think we talked about this before in one of our podcasts when we talked about the faculty, but he the, he has, like, all these, like, like crazy scientific terms that you can tell, like he has no idea what the fuck yeah. he's talking about, yeah. but like the way he he says it, it's so obvious. These species that he's are like, found every day. It's like yeah. the first yeah. time in his life that he's heard these terms before. You know what I mean? It's so yeah. funny. Uh, my scene, we, we've got four different scenes. So my scene is um, the Mrs. Brummel scene when stands in the shower and mm. Mrs. Brummel comes oh, in and yeah. he puts yes. his hand on her hair and he pulls his hand away and her, her scalp comes off with his hand. Um, yeah. Yeah, this one for sure. Like this was an after school, after school special for me. I would come home and I would watch, you know, Scream, Scream Two, Scream Three. This I know what you did last summer uh, on pretty consistent rotation. So this was a, a big time like middle school, high school movie for me, and it made me want to dress like Josh Hartnett. Yeah. So. <laughs> did oh, you gotcha. did you make your hair look like Josh Hartnett? Did you have that part? I stick still up, like in style Halloween my too? hair like Josh yeah. Hartnett. You just. You just got to lay on a pillow yeah. and not move <laughs> for about 18 hours. Yeah, that's it. Yes, that's then, it. Yeah. That's the trick. Yeah. <laughs> I tried that, gentlemen. It didn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see why. Maybe. <laughs> Stimulated a little bit of growth, maybe, but <laughs> not All right, on Mike, my head. You let's head to your pig, man. What's that? Let's head to your, uh, your, neck, your first, uh, first movie. We gotta, oh, okay. Well, I did my first movie already. Yeah, you did Urban so, Legends. So oh, no, wait, this is Jamie. Jamie. Jamie's got it. Yeah, it's Jamie's turn. Oh, I looked at the movie, and I was shocked that... Okay, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, so my first pick for the 90s is... Disturbing Behavior. Come sit down. This is Kathy. Hey. Lorna. Chug. You know Robbie. And Dickie. Steven's new to the Bay from Chicago. You hate it here, don't you? It's just different. The kids are strange. Hello. Hey. It's like they're always smiling. They're always happy. Kelly Connor said she saw Andy Efkin bite the head off a kitten in a fit of rage. They're brainwashed, lobotomized, programmed. They used to be my friends. Disturbing Behavior is, uh, for me, one of those movies where I kind of came into it a little bit later, uh, but... This movie is like, dude. When it comes to like high school movies, this movie How good is fucking Nick nails Stahl it for in this me, movie, man. Oh my god, he's so good. Oh, dude, so good. So my favorite scene from this movie is, um, I feel like this will be most of you guys's, uh, but mine is the lunchroom scene where um, Gavin and uh, UV are kind of giving <laughs> giving <laughs> Steve the rundown on the yeah. social hierarchy, the hierarchy. Yeah. Um, yeah. in the lunchroom and I just fucking dude I love it like every little description they give for every little uh, subgroup is so good and um, he nails it dude that, that guy is just so fucking good in this scene and this is the movie that John had never seen Yep. Um, and we watched it just a couple weeks ago I had him come over and first time, John. Yeah, first time. It was his first time. Scott, wow. Scott Rosenberg wrote this. Man, it's so well written. Too. So I, the dialogue is great. I didn't. I I never thought it was a horror movie. Uh, I always thought it was like a thriller, right? X Files episode extended. Yeah, well, it's, so it's Dave, an X Files movie. David basically. Nutter directed this, and David That's Nutter exactly right. directed the shit out yeah, of a ton. I just found that out today when I was doing research for. You uh, did, oh, you did. Yeah, it's cool. In fact, when if we, you think about it, it's really like an X Files episode. It, you know it I mean? 100% is. Um, and I, I was actually, 
I, I think I even said that to Jamie after we uh, got done watching it. I was like, this is basically like an episode of the uh, yeah, X-Files. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it's true. And, and as I watched it a few weeks ago for the first time, I didn't even realize David Nutter did it. But uh, yep. no, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and Mike, I feel like I owe you an apology, man, because I know how much you like this movie. And <laughs> I love this movie. And I, I heard you talk about it for the first time at least two years ago. Yeah, uh, what took you so long? I know. I honestly, I feel fucking gu- like I feel guilty. Yeah, like class I, of '98. I think we did this on '98 too. It's this faculty. It was this one too. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, but so I'll go with my scene. Uh, worst character on the face of the earth is Chug, right? Like that guy's just a <laughs> shit bag. Of course. Oh God, damn! Yeah. Is he the worst? So the scene where Chug uh, comes on to Rachel, and he's like groping her in the <laughs> boiler room. Oh, yeah, in the boiler yes. room. Yeah. And she, yeah. she says to him, you couldn't repulse me more if you were made of equal parts shit and maggots. And then, <laughs> like, most certainly that is a true statement, but not the right thing to say in that moment. No. Uh, but our janitor boy, he uh, turns up the radio frequency, uh, disarms everything, you know, gets her, gets her out. Uh, I, I just I love that scene and how it evolves and how he kind of saves the day. So that, that that would be my yeah. scene. Yeah, because he one. ends up being the hero. So yeah, yeah, yes, that's true. The, I, have the the, uh, I have the the mirror head smash scene. Oh shit! Oh, oh dude, that, to me, great that is fucking just, scene. Yeah, that is a I really great scene. Can't I can't like not think of that scene every time I think about it. She starts banging her head against the glass. I just it's, yeah. wow, it's just so powerful, dude. Yeah. Such a great scene. It's it's uh it's intense. That's when the shit's about to hit the hit the fan yeah. towards the end, you know. Dude, yeah. that seems uh, really that's, my, that's, that's my a pick. that's a razor scene. I love that. <laughs> well, you guys just John, you just said my favorite scene. Oh, that's my mem- sorry, memorable man. scene. It's just John. razor, dude. I got you. No, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Good, it's, it's, it was a good lead in. Yeah, they call me dude, when razor segue. You got you got that great song, Monster Side. You know, Stevie Boy's walking outside after getting his his uh, his hierarchy speech. Yeah. You know, from Gavin. And then you get that that whole razor scene. Sparks are flying. Cue it's power ballad. <laughs> there you go. It's, <laughs> yep. It's so great. That whole scene is just amazing, you know. But I love, you know, Katie Holmes dancing on the pickup truck in the cab there. Yeah. And yeah. Her her sing razor like it's like every kid in America knows what that means. Right. You know what I mean, I just think that's so funny. Can you guys so believe John had never seen this until like what's two that? Weeks. Can you guys believe John had never seen this until like two weeks ago? I know that's shocking. It's ridiculous. Dude. Yeah, it's it what hilarious. It is. It's like Katie Holmes was basically trying to subvert her cleanly, clean, clean Dawson, you know, creepy. Yeah, she was yeah, to, yeah. Like yep. show some people, hey, I have range. I said razor, and I bent over in the back of an open truck with a pair of dirty <laughs> jeans on. Fucking yeah. hire me. Look at me. That's Good. it. That's that's what she was doing. Job. All right, so we are rotating back to the top of the order. So Mike, you are up to nominate your next yes. film. And we are going to talk about uh, one of our favorite movies of all of us here. And we are talking about Scream. Hello. Hello. Who is this? If you tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You're making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? I'll do some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. Mm. Um, so you guys, as we all know, Scream is is what kind of revitalized the horror genre in the 90s. It was an amazing and a, a slew of movies that a couple we just already talked about, you know, kind of were influenced by Scream. Definitely. But 
Um, my the scene that I think of that's most memorable. You know, a lot of people could say the opening scene with uh, with Casey and her kill, but I'm gonna go with the two killer reveal. You know, uh, for me, I'm a big fan of twists. So, uh, me trying to figure out sitting next to Maddie at the Middletown movie theaters in New Jersey, uh, he took me. And I was desperately trying to figure out who the killer was. And when I found out that there were two killers, Billy and Stu, my, my, my jaw just dropped. I couldn't believe yeah. it. You know, so uh, for me, that's like the scene that sticks out the most. You know what I mean? Just uh, just the, and the, the power of Sydney and how she came back to defeat the two of them. But revealing that these two guys were were kind of all it just blew my mind. And I wanted to know how they did it and who did what, you know. Um, and I've watched like a million YouTube videos that explain all that stuff. So <laughs> that's my memorable scene for screen. Mike, that's all great. That's great. But if that opening scene isn't there, that is exactly precisely what, what, what changed everything is that first 12 minutes. When yeah. you listen mm -hmm. to that dialogue and it, all it is is two people talking on a fucking phone. Yeah. What he does with a phone and a location and dialogue literally changes everything and that and I, yeah. I agree with you completely with what you just said because you just had made yeah. valid points about all of that the two killer reveal but yep. that first 12 minutes is absolutely what changed for me be like i think i think every i think it's it's the scene that launched a million scripts because how many people turn into a screenwriter after they watch that oh that's oh all yeah I gotta do is get yeah no that's not all you have to do you actually have to know how to write a clever fucking di <laughs> you know dialect between two people because that's it's really hard to do if you're going to keep it yeah. With that kind of taut sense, you know, suspense and tension, and the way he built it, and the way he referenced, and the way he was meta, and all the hundred thousand things that it was. Yes. So I, I mean, I picked the opening scene, and I'm not a bit sorry that I did. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. It's a great, it's it's an amazing thing. I almost picked it. I'm with you, uh, Maddie. I went with the opening scene. Um, I mean, we've, I think we both, all all four of us have. Uh, spoken of our deep affection for this film on our respective podcasts but um i think the best description i gave in my relationship of this movie was when we talked to um michael potter when we interviewed him yeah um i kind of told the story about how so this came out in you know 96 so it would have been 90 97 when i saw it because it was what december 96 december yeah yeah mm -hmm. um so i was 10 when this came out and i remember i really desperately wanted to watch it and my mom was kind of like i i don't know i don't know about this and she said let i'm gonna watch it first and then if it you know if it passes the litmus test here then you know we'll maybe we'll watch it together right so she watched it and next morning she was like this movie's fucked like i i don't <laughs> know about this and she said we're gonna watch the opening scene before you go to school today okay so Talk about Jamie waking up watching the faculty. I wake up, I watch this opening scene before I go to school, and then I get on the bus afterwards, and I have to carry this opening Jesus. scene with me the entire fucking day uh, as wow. a 10-year-old. And um, I, I came back that night, and I finished the movie, and, you know, that it honestly changed my life. So yeah, yeah. I got to go opening scene all the way for screen. That seems Great. too young yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really early. What are you doing for Scream, Jamie? Yeah, mine's the intro scene. Yep. And the only note I had was uh, Drew Barrymore kills it. So. Well, Drew Barrymore gets killed by it. Yeah. Kills it. Kills it, John. Kills it. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, I guess I'm up next to nominate. So we're heading to 1990 to a movie called 
I guess a mini series called It. Yes. Why are you guys anywhere? We're sort of a club. Yeah, the losers club. You want in? Yeah, I do. Hey, we're seven now. Lucky seven. Excellent. Yes. Jamie alluded this to before in his wonderful uh, on our podcast and his absolutely exquisitely beautiful uh, Alone in the Dark <laughs> speech at the end. Yeah, yeah yes, sure. That's how right. you prefer this to the newer ones? So I didn't realize so Tommy Lee Wallace. Us, John. Tommy Lee Wallace did this. Um, yes, he did. Yep. Mm-hmm. But there are so many, you know, interesting storylines and sequences and layers and character development. Um, you know, Stephen King does that in all of his books, but you know. This is such a mammoth uh, story uh, in and of itself. So I thought this would be an interesting pick because I, I figured all of us would have a different uh, scene. But uh, from a young man, a very impactful scene. So I guess one of my huge gateways into horror was Hitchcock. Um, because as a kid, that's kind of a safe, safe-ish space, you know, unless you're watching Frenzy. Um, yep. Yeah, God. But, you know, watching movies like The Birds and Psycho... Uh, <laughs> And Psycho was was probably one of my favorite movies growing up. And then seeing Psycho two, the scene where the 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 uh, toilet clogs up and blood comes out. Oh yeah, that like really fucked with me as a kid. Uh, so a very reminiscent and similar scene here uh, is when Bev um, is in the bathroom and the sink uh, uh, gurgles up with blood. Yep. And her dad's such a prick. Um, but the camaraderie of the kids when they all bind together to come and she's like, Do you see it? Do you see it? Oh, you do, thank God you all see it. Uh let's let's clean it up together, kind of deal. So yeah. yeah. That's where I'm heading with this one. Awesome. Good. It's all right, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with the uh SS Georgia at the beginning. To yeah. me, that was like when I think of this movie, I think of Pennywise in the gutter. You know, I know it's pretty cliche, but uh you know, you'll flow too, and like when he kind of reveals his teeth, like I, I just that it was it was a tough. It took me a while to finish this movie after seeing that scene. I think I, you know, I, it traumatized me uh, to the point where I didn't want to watch it. You know what <laughs> I mean, uh, I was pretty young when I saw this, yeah. but uh, I, I have to go with that scene for me just because it was it was either that or the the scene where he I forget what is it Matt when he's. Uh, He's he's like in the circus and he runs up to the camera. He's that like, that right is in. my scene. So that's yours. That's a good so segue. You go. uh, when yeah. when they're looking, they're flipping through Mike uh, Mike Hanlon's dad's photo album, yeah. and there's that God. scene in the oh small town. God. Yeah, it's in it's um, in like sepia. Yes, it's yeah. sepia toned, and he's all the way in the in the far. Away, you know, he's in the distance, and he kind of flips and dances his way toward where there's you know toward the front of the image, like toward the close up in the image. And, you know, it comes right into, like, kind of a skew on the side. And then his hand reaches out of the, the album at the kids, like, as they're looking at it uh, and shoots out at them. I just thought so that's a, I was just, to me, that was just an absolutely amazing sequence. And I just was blown away by the creativity of that um, of that scene and how it came to life. And how, man, if a kid saw that, that would just scare the shit. I mean, great. Yeah. I was, I guess we were 16, Mike, when this, uh, yeah. when this came out yeah. in 1990. Yep. The remake... So, uh, uh, does a, a, a version its own version of that i guess when they're doing the projector in the 
Yes. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. That's yeah. their version of in that. The garage, yep. yeah. In the garage. And I, I think that's probably my favorite scene that's of the remake. That's so fucking scary. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was cool. That was cool. That was also in the trailer, wasn't it? Yeah. They kind of, you know, spent Which they that. shouldn't have, because that's a great fucking scene. Yeah. You're, John, I what was your pick for this scene? Uh, my pick was uh, Bev um, with the uh, blood coming up from the sink. Okay. So... Mine was, uh, I remember watching this as the miniseries. Um, I, like, flipped over. I would have been nine years old. Um, I flipped over to whatever channel it was on. Oh, I bet you I know what it is. I'm and uh, I remember watching it just, like, kind of like, what? what is this? I had no idea it was a horror film or anything, you know? Just like, uh, yeah. okay, I have these TV channels. Um, I'll watch whatever is on this. So, like, it's a kid around my age. Like, okay, what is this? Uh, it turns out it was a scene with Ben uh, down by the pond, um, and his dad is uh, his oh, dad dude. appears yeah um, in the pond, uh, all dressed in his military uniform. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Ben's very excited to see him, and he's waving like a goddamn creep. Uh, so you know yeah. that something is not right. <laughs> uh, something is uh, fucking askew here, uh, and he's like, "Come with me. Uh, we all float down here." He shows his fucking balloons. The balloons pop up. Yeah. Um, just shit is all fucked up from that point. Um, he knows. Ben knows not to go. Um, so we live in here in this creepy goddamn sewer. This sewer uh, hut. It's yeah. like a fixture. Right. It, yeah. yeah. It's yep. like a mausoleum for sewers. Well, what's um, interesting. So that scene specifically mm-hmm. to compliment your point here, Jamie. So we, we live near a really huge uh, metro park. Um in one of the most, like, if you type in Youngstown, Ohio, the first thing that's going to populate is uh, Mill Creek Park. Uh, And that's, like, what people do around here kind of thing. And uh, it's... I swear to God, this movie was filmed there. Like, it... Really? Yeah, I mean, this this part is there, yeah. It's it's unbelievable. And, like, every bridge you cross, it's like, well, Pennywise most certainly... It has a, a horcrux down there. Like, it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> wow. Uh, so but, I can see yeah. why that would resound at that age, because being from this area. For sure. And every time you mention the movie It, uh, the 90s miniseries, this is the exact scene that comes to my mind, like, right off the fucking bat. Yep. So. Yeah. Right off the get. Very good. There you go. Yeah, that's a good one, John. Uh, so did we, Maddie? did we get yours? I think it's my second one is me. Yeah. You're up. You're, yeah, next movie. So, we're going to Candyman, 1992. Ooh. Bernard Rose. Ever heard of Candyman? And if you look in the mirror and you say his name five times. In cities everywhere. Candyman? They whisper his name. Right. Candyman. It's just a story. Candyman. Candyman. Just a... Ghost story. Candyman. <laughs> An entire community starts attributing the daily horrors of their lives to a mythical. So, I have to go. There's a scene that the one that disturbs me the most, I think, is when um, Virginia Madsen's character um, wakes up and like the dogs, the fucking Rottweiler's head is like on the. It's just like a bloodbath in that lady's apartment, but um. So that's like the freakiest scene to me. But the one I just can't shake is the psychiatrist in the office. Oof. Oh, and, dude, dude, that oh, yeah. scene is so And you good. don't even see Candyman. You yeah. just, it's all reaction shot. 
and you just see blood spewing out of this guy's mouth, and then you hear a ripping, the soundtrack, you hear the rip and the rip, and then finally you see him come up, and he comes up off the side of him, and then he just grabs it and just keeps going all the way up to the guy, the, like basically the back of his head. Ugh. I mean, it is just brutal as hell, and I'm just like, holy shit, like it was, it, it's, it blows my mind. Um, by the way, that score is absolutely one of the greatest. Is it Philip Glass that did that score? Uh, I'm not sure. It is one of the greatest it's... scores I think I've ever heard in, in my life. Um, and Mike, we've been talking about doing score episodes forever, and this yeah. would definitely um, be on my list for sure. So maybe uh, sooner than later we should get to that. Yeah, no, it's an excellent, excellent. But uh, that's definitely I... my scene. That psychiatrist scene. Oh. That's cool. I'm gonna go with. Uh, you guys remember the the when they're telling the story about Claire, the babysitter. Yes. Uh, I just remember that. You know, I'm a big fan of these like urban legend kind of stories. We oh, talked about yeah. the movie Urban Legend, and that scene uh, is great. It's just like you know they kind of set up the lore of like you have to say it five times and yeah. Candyman appears and they kind of go through the story and and then you know the girl I think she says it four times and then the boyfriend stops yep. her or she stops and the boyfriend goes downstairs. And then uh, then she's she says, oh, well, then she says it one when she's by herself. She says it the last time. And then all of a sudden you see Candyman behind her, yep. you know, like really quickly. It's really freaky. Uh, so that's that's what I think of. I just think of that kind of urban legend, you know, kind yeah, of the whole Bloody Mary the, thing, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. Totally. One hundred percent reminiscent of uh, the Bloody Mary thing. Yeah. And I I kind of struggled with my uh, selection on this. Um, but. I got to go with uh, the uh, the bathroom scene um, because that's that's like the real life horror component of this. Um, and when she gets kind of beat up in the bathroom, and they don't, it, I, I know you guys talk about the it's what you don't see concept a yes. lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just such an intimidation factor. Um, you know, there's the whole aura of Candyman, but like Candyman is this communal kind of experience almost. Um, and you see it manifest in this very like real and specific way of there's a lot of shit to be worried about. Um, yeah. In this, in this uh, specific scenario. Uh, so when she gets beat up um, and the way she, I just remember the way she looked uh, after that uh, being all bruised up and whatnot, like impact. You keep setting her up as if she did all this stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's fucked. Like I, I wanted to pick <laughs> the end because like, it's a nice culmination of retribution, I guess. Um, Cause you feel bad for her character. Like they do, they make it like, Hey, you meddling around. If it weren't for these meddling kids. Right. But like, exactly. She's <laughs> literally try, trying to do something positive. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So I got to go with the bathroom scene, but what uh, yours for uh, Candyman, Jamie. Okay. All right, so my scene is when Helen goes through the bathroom mirror. Yeah, dude, uh, I almost the, picked that scene. In, in the that. apartments, the Cabrini Green apartments. Yes. And, uh, yeah. <clears throat> when she goes through, she goes through that hole, which happens the mouth with Candyman's face with the mouth. Yes. Yeah. And just like that scene is like all I can think of when you say the, the name Candyman, I just think of that fucking like yeah, that, that graffiti imagery. behind her. Yeah, that imagery. Yeah. And yeah. She comes out to uh, a pile of candy with like razor blades in it. And just like that whole fucking scene is like so like oh my god like what the it fuck didn't you, so uh, your building in Chicago when we lived there you worked at six hundred West Chicago right yeah which was right beside Cabrini Green yeah 
So oh, like no I way. worked right beside like where this was filmed and like I didn't even really realize that at the time, you know, it's amazing. Right. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, the building the is no longer there, but no, they, it's it's a no, two thousand eleven they tore it down. Condos, but, yeah. but when I started working there, it was still uh, there were oh. still remnants of the building. Yeah. My God. But there's uh, nobody picked the parking so Yeah, scene. I mean I that scene is so scene. fucking. Mm. The what? The what? The parking the parking scene? garage scene where she kind of first sees him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. That's There's a great a lot like, introduction. Of in one, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. And he, of course, that beautiful line that he kind of says, but it's it's just it's it's timeless. It's it's a really, you know, it sneaks up on you, but it's it's kind of a romantic movie. It's, it has definitely hints of that, even though it's so buried in this absolutely gory, horrific. But the way he was treated was gory and horrific. So yeah, yeah you know. exactly. That's not an underrated movie of the so 90s. classy, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, I'm looking forward to Jordan Peele's take on it. Too. Definitely. Yeah, I am too. Dude, let's let's for a second. Can we divert and talk about Jordan Peele? Um, just released the the poster for and his new movie. Why is his yeah, Why is yeah. his movie called Nope? I just think that's a horrible title. I'm sorry. It might have something to Matt. It might have a deeper yeah, meaning. I, I, I hope so before. because yeah. Nope. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be a a relevance of some kind. The poster's yeah. great. I mean, the poster's awesome. It's like yeah, I saw it. Like a valley. Did you see it? Yeah, I it's got the it's like a little town like and you just see it's like all lit up and it's like right. a dark dark cloud in the sky or whatever and it's like a little kite trail with little flags yeah. like coming down. It's really really a great visual. The Twitter response yeah, was I, funny. Some someone posted like great, now I'm fucking scared of cloud <laughs> clouds or something. Clouds. Like there's so <laughs> many great. people on there. Whatever it is, yeah, it's going to totally. be good, I'm sure. No, I I I think the title's going to have something a deeper meaning than just like nope, I'm not doing that, you know what I mean? I think it's going to be better than yeah. that. All right. Agree. So, Jamie, I think we're to your second pick here. All right. 1997. All right. So, second uh, 90s film is I Know What You Did Last Summer. So, the boy and girl are making out, right? When they hear over the radio that this lunatic killer's escaped from an insane asylum. That's not the way it goes. The boy goes for help, and the girl stays in the car, and she hears this. Like a scratching sound. No, he's been decapitated. No, he was gutted with a hook. Yes. All right, so I know that we all love this movie. Um, And there's a million scenes you could pick. You could pick literally probably anyone. Uh, But the one I'm going to go with is... What are you waiting for, huh? (laughs) 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 <laughs> uh, also, I I was on that street. By the way, I was dude, standing I love on that, that street. I love right? that so much. Uh, so for me, <laughs> the embodiment of this scene is this fucking like this. The trunk of her car is filled with crabs and a dead body. Okay, yeah, yeah. fucking like probably uh-huh. seventy blue crab and a dead body. She runs into her friend's house. Hey, you guys have to come out. There's a fucking dead body in my trunk. You have to assume they're like, okay, let's go right fucking now. So let's say two right. minutes. Uh, this guy cleaned up a dead body in 70 fucking blue crab uh, without being seen in his slicker. Like, if this had been me, first of all, you would still see me running. And removed any uh, sense of yeah. odor that would have... Uh... For sure. Right, right. But there would be a trail of blue crab. You'd be like, oh, wait a second. Let's follow these six blue crabs uh, crab to uh, there. the telephone yeah. pole where fucking Jamie is hiding, carrying this fucking body. <laughs> because that's what it would be. Nobody can fucking conceal 70 blue crab plus a body in two minutes. You think with he their threw it on a tarp and then just dragged it away, maybe? I don't know. No. 
not that easy. I think Even I still. think he had two cars and he swapped the cars out. Yeah, that's he had my a guess. bucket where he like separately sing you like here's one crab, two crab, three crab, body over the shoulder. Here we go. No, never gonna happen. He sold he sold the crabs out of the a back radio and flyer. He just maybe did it really fast. <laughs> You have to suspend all belief to be able to uh, yes, grasp yes, the scene. Yes. But that's my scene. I never scene. questioned it for a second. <laughs> uh, Maddie, why don't you go next, man? So I had the uh, the Helen the Helen chase scene. Like, it's just absolutely... So good. Me too, man. Out of, that's out also, can you... That's get, mine as like, well. This is my, like, Top Gun scene. Where, like, I'll always watch Top Gun hoping Goose doesn't die. Yeah. And I will always watch <laughs> this hoping Helen, like... Makes I it know. to the parade, like, and again, this brings it alternate. back to a couple of things we talked about on on the other side of uh, on the other podcast when we talked about the eighties. We talked about emotional horror, and there's scenes between her and Jennifer Love in this movie. And I've talked about it many, many times. That just, God damn, they almost get me choked up just watching them. They're just so good. Uh, Those two really are that. great together. Yeah, they're so good in that yeah. movie, and then when they went at the car, and they're at at Aunt, when Anna H's house, dude, and just totally talking. agree. Just, that like oh, scene God, in the car, love yeah. It. I, so good. I almost went with uh, that scene at Anna Hesh's house, but I, I think that might be my favorite scene, not the scene that makes me think. So, reflecting back on like, hey, close your eyes. I'm gonna say a, a movie. What's the first thing that pops in your brain? It's definitely this. Yeah. So I, I'm Helen. With you, man. I'm, yeah. yeah, Helen just being just running and shaking. I mean, I, I hate the end of the scene, obviously character wise and where it ends yeah. up. But goddamn, yeah. that scene is just brilliant. So good, and it's such a it's it's so long, oh. but it doesn't feel long. You know what I mean? Like it's it's so it's so tense. Yeah. Starting from the cop car all the way to the mannequins and the scene. plastic, and yeah. Yeah, when she tells you that in 1997, Sarah Michelle elevated. Think about Scream Two. Think about that CC scene. Think about this oh, yeah. scene. Like anything she touched in 1997 was just like she started Buffy in 97. Okay, she could do no wrong. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And the thing I love about that scene, just talk about like movie magic is where that Shivers department store is in comparison to where Southport is. It's like two hours away. They're like, yeah, yeah. it's West. It's like in the sticks. Like it's it's like, you know, where where Anne Heche's house was. It's like two hours away from the the coast, uh, which is pretty fascinating. That I didn't know. Yeah, so they cut those scenes together when she's like, mm. you know, she's coming out onto the street. That's like in Southport, and the other scene is in the other town, mm. you know, which is interesting. That's incredible. Um, yeah. It, one parallel I drew from this, uh, watching through this again several times over the past month, um, I uh, I think Trick or Treat took a little uh, leaf from this book. Dude, oh, yeah. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. No question. Absolutely. Uh, which, yeah. I, which I think is cool, but yeah. I, I agree with the Top Gun analogy there. I just, I don't want her to die. I told yeah. my, my wife tonight while we were eating dinner, I said, this is my one um, celebrity crush. I said, if I'm leaving you for anyone, it's going to be Sarah Michelle Gellar. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. And she, uh, no, I I mean, growing yeah. up with Buffy, that was like a, a, a show my family would watch together. Uh, oh, that's yeah, awesome. When we were living uh, in in Illinois, I remember distinctly sitting on the same couch. I watched uh, Scream on for the first time, um, which was that green couch we had in uh, yeah. Chicago, yep. <laughs> actually. Uh, but yeah, I think we're all on the same page on that. Also, that scene outside Anna Heche's house when she pops up—that's one of the best jump yeah. scares since uh, Exorcist Three. I know that's a good one. She kind of rushes the yeah, camera dude, a little that's bit. That's a great fucking the... jump scare. 
It like really it, is. She's got the knife it, in her it, hand. We've all yeah. seen that movie a million times, but imagine like having not no, seen it once and like that oh, happening. And like, ah, in fuck! That, in that scene, she's playing. I mean, she's playing that. Oh, the hell dude, she is yeah, so she's good. She's good. She's she's she crazy. She's, like, given, she's given what like seven minutes or six minutes, and she just fucking yeah, runs with she's it. She's barely yeah. in it. And when Jennifer yeah. Love Hewitt returns the second time, that's when it's like really yeah. like fucking scary. It reminds me. Still not sure if she's not the killer. You know, I guarantee. And Eli Roth took uh, so much of that scene for cabin fever mm. when they walk up on the woman like cutting the opening the pig oh sure yeah mike we saw yeah. we saw cabin fever in the together right in the theater yeah we did i believe Perfect. yes mm-hmm. e- eli roth's only good movie yeah I'll, right. s- I'll say it out loud <laughs> all right you'll never not not say it <laughs> all right so we are in the last uh, last cycle here, buddy, in your, in your first mic. Okay. Okay. I'm going to pick... Uh, I'm going with the Blair Witch Project. And I just want to apologize to Mike's mom and Josh's mom and my mom. I am so, so sorry. Because it is my fault. Because it was my project. Because, you know, obviously... We're talking about found footage. Everybody thinks of this movie. And when I say think of this movie, I can't get that image of Michael facing the wall at the end after Heather has run through the house and she's trying to find where anybody is. She finds that 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 random house, that shed uh, out in the middle of the woods, which really touched me because I don't know about you guys. I used to play in the woods all the time, and I always found like a house like this, an abandoned house, you know. <laughs> so seeing this movie really freaked me out. But that image of Michael just standing facing the wall, rocking back back and forth, and seeing that camera go down, uh, and hearing Heather stop screaming, uh, that's that's just what I think about with this movie. Yeah. It totally freaked me out because it was such a build up up until this point. Sure. You watch this movie now, it's kind of a really slow. It's hard to watch. But that that whole last sequence there is so intense, and that just the that payoff. image of him yep. just totally yeah. stays with me. Mike, let me ask you this: When you watched it, uh, mm-hmm. did you still think it was real or no? No, I knew it wasn't real because I I kind of read a lot of stuff about it. Yeah. Um, but it was fun experiencing experiencing it in theaters because a lot of people did. You know sure. what I mean? So. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, was Mike kinda... kept firing up his AOL fucking dial-up and was trying to find out the skinny on all this before he went. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. In that was it. <laughs> yep. for sure. No, I'm with you, man. That's my scene, too. Yeah. Yeah. Is that your scene, too, Jamie? Is that your scene? Uh, No. It's not mine, either. All right, let's hear it, guys. All right, Go so my it. scene is the apology. Uh, oh, the video. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that's, I mean, it's not my favorite scene. It's just what I think of. Uh, it's right, her, like, right. you know, with the snot running from the yeah. nose. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, I, I fucked up. Like, <laughs> scared, scared, scared to close my eyes? <laughs> exactly. Scared to open them? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's not my favorite scene. It's just the scene I think Me of. neither. But, yeah. like, like in pant- panting like an overheated dog in a fucking mall parking lot, waiting for the owner to come out of fucking Victoria's Secret or whatever, shopping yeah. for a perfect bra. Like, you got to be kidding me. She puts it all out there, man. Snot and tears. Pooling. Yep. Like they're literally pooling by her nose, like the bottom of her right. nose. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like considering the budget for this film and this woman did a really nice job. Yeah. And I think that yeah, was I one agree. of the uh, like previews for the commercials too. Yeah. Uh, like regardless, that's just what I think of. It's iconic. I think I'm, with, I'm yeah. right with you, Jamie. That's exactly what yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, that image definitely. 
I remember all like the skits and shit that came out, like Saturday Night Live and all that shit that came out after this movie. Yeah, scary movie did it. Big snot bubble doesn't stop. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's it, right? We all hit it. Are we done? I was with Mike. No, you no, were with we Maddie. through the rest of our scenes here between uh, yeah. the ups. And now John's going. I, I John, can't, what's your last I'm, film I'm here? fucking, I'm revved Decade-defining scene. Decade-defining scene. And this is one hell of a one because <laughs> I had dinners, a dinner outside with my neighbors uh, today, and I said this 14 times, and everyone was laughing at me. So uh, we're going... staring at you blankly. <laughs> yeah, my wife was giggling yeah. at my expense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 1998, uh, Halloween H2O. <laughs> It's 1998 in a remote California town at a secluded private school. We could have a Halloween party, just the four of us. We could have a roaming orgy. I love the way this man thinks. No booze, no drugs, no kidding. One teacher is living in fear. I'm not who you think I am. I changed my name when I went into hiding. Terrible. Take off your- Ooh. All right. I love this movie. Yeah. Um, Don't we all? Yeah. Honestly, it's it's up there for me in the franchise. But so Steve Miner directed this. All of us, but Mike. It's not up there. No, that's me. not true. I I like it. I, I, I you like it. it. No, yeah, you like it. Yeah, yeah. I don't hate it. You just I, don't I love it. it. No, I, I would say I I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me that's fine. Let me let me change your mind here. <laughs> here go we go. It. So, there are several scenes that come to mind, but there's no one in this movie like LL Cool J. If you ask yeah, me, I knew we were going here. I knew. So it. his romantic ans- antics, uh, as he tries to continue <laughs> to swoon his wife and convince her that he is the next big romance author of the day, right? Yeah. And he uh, reads excerpts from his. Uh, from his stories to his wife and she's into it. Like she, it's like she's watching her soap opera and he's on the phone all day. Ronnie's on the phone all fucking day talking to his wife. And one particular excerpt starts to get a little spicy. And this is the line. He says real spicy, big round melon. breasts." (laughs) So I'm not, I'm not fucking around like this, that line. Uh, it, it, it hits me right in the funny bone every time. Um, and his character is not useless. It's it's actually like... No, he's not. It, it serves a purpose. He's really fun, funny in this movie. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the um, y- you talk about uh, emotional connectivity uh, between he and Josh Hartnett. Like, it, it's pretty palpable and you feel it. Um, and I, I think his character is great. But this, this breaks rank a little from the purpose of this... Uh, discussion because this a one really bit. is basically just for me <laughs> um, i say my favorite line is the wife's response you know it happens all the time you get me all fucking hot and heavy i leave you hanging <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly but uh i'll volley it over to you um mike what's yours man uh i had to go with the opening uh to this movie because oh, yeah. so i good. love you know maddie and i we did a episode last october called halloween feels and we did it with the uh, yeah. director of wnuf halloween special and uh this this opening uh sequence or scene to this movie gives me all the halloween feels 
Uh, you know, it starts with Mr. Sandman, which, you know, I'll obvi- obviously because of uh, Halloween 2, yeah. uh, we we all think of of the season Halloween because of that song. So it starts with that. We get the mom carving the jack-o'-lantern and then the music comes to a halt and we get this amazing sequence of, you know, Michael Myers is back and he's escaped and, you know, Marion, you know, the old nurse, we're in her house and, you know, we get the, uh, the, the uh, hockey... Um, the hockey skate in the face. We get that kill. Uh, Jimmy's, you know, uh, going through the house and uh, Michael Myers pots. Yes, exactly. With the hockey um, stick. Yeah, and it, and it it just it taught me that you, you just don't steal beer from someone else's fridge. You know? <laughs> no, never. And never, when he says it. too, he's like, "Yeah, they did a number on your office," and he's like, "And they messed up your kitchen too." Have a good night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Peter Brady's off. voice cracking. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. Come on now. Such a, <laughs> such a great intro scene. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, and then the uh, introductory credits too, I think, are really really cool. After the police come and kind of swarm the following day, yes, and they have uh, Christopher the Lee doing the uh, the voiceover. Yes, yeah, I, so good. I, I think it's it's really well done, and they have the newspaper clippings and whatnot. Uh, so yeah. I'm I'm into that. Maddie, what do yeah, you think? So mine's simple. It's a very quick image it's the when they go face to face in that round piece of glass there if they they get through that narrow escape oh yeah yeah and they pull oh, the door dude, and it's so Lori and michael looking right at each other and um michael tries to squeeze his big round melon breast through the uh he does, <laughs> right through the little <laughs> the little waiter window there yeah so good <laughs> uh, jamie it, did you tell us your favorite scene no so we had four different ones on this one uh, Ooh, so cool. mine is the bathroom scene where the uh, mother and daughter pull up in the fucking oh, Jeepers yeah, Creepers dude. truck. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's right. Don't know why why they're driving that fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that scene is in. I know. Uh, yeah, David Mike, Gordon Green the, and, and uh, yeah, the, and they stole, stole the 2018 that, huh? uh, version of that. But uh, that scene to me is so fucking terrifying. Uh, they go in there. You know what's going to happen. Um the fucking here comes Mike and like he keeps his eye on the prize. Like he doesn't kill these two pedestrians. Uh, he just wants the keys and he's going to get on his way. He doesn't right. need to kill any outstanding. Like, I love that about that is like, you know what? I just needed these keys. I don't need to kill you. I see you. I know you're in there. I don't need to kill you. I just need your keys. So I'm going to go uh, do my thing. You guys do your thing. So next up, Maddie, where are we going, man? What's your last movie, Maddie? So we are talking '90s here, boys. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the '90s had some good movies, and I'm gonna pick one that I saw when I was at actually a Penn State main campus. Oh my god! In the mid '90s, and a film I saw called From Dusk Till Dawn. Everybody, be cool. You. Be cool. Somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Low profile. You understand the meaning of the words low profile? Sure. Two of America's most dangerous criminals have taken hostages. What is this? It's called a punch. I'm going to ask you one question, and all I want is a yes or no answer. Do you want to live through this? Yes. Okay, Ram. And I don't think, yeah, there's a lot of quotable stuff in here. Obviously, Tarantino wrote it. Uh, Rodriguez directed it. I just don't see how 
you don't pick Salma Hayek's seductive dance scene mm. um, and that reveal. I don't. I just that is you, the you absolute pinnacle of great scenes. How she just completely seduces and basically glamours every single one of these guys. Yeah, and lulls them into 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 this calm and, and horny stage where they're just <laughs> sitting there, and then all of a sudden she's bam, and it's just it's an incredible scene. It's an absolutely incredible scene for many different reasons. I'm with Agreed. you. I'm on. I have that scene too. I uh, I kind of went off the end of that scene, but my favorite, uh, the memorable scene for me, is uh, Tom Savini's uh, dick gun. Oh, dude! Uh, I, oh, I thought about that machine? one too. Yeah, <laughs> sex machine. Sex when machine, he shoots, so, yeah. is it? Does he shoot Danny Trejo? Is it Danny Trejo or <laughs> I can't remember which vampire it is, but. He looks shocked that he has a dick gun. Like it, it like comes up and he's just like, huh? And he shoots the guy. It, it's so cool. it's great. Um, I love it, and I love the fact that it's freaking uh, Tom Savini. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just yeah. so awesome. Well, so I just picture a dick. There's gun so many scenes when he hides so his his hides his hand or whatever at that one point, and when he's turning mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh my god, yeah. Savini's got some great scenes in that movie. It's good. Yeah, this movie good. I definitely feel like is pretty much three parts. Um, it's like before, it's before, I'd say four. So it's before they get to the bar is like one scene in my mind. It's they're at the bar before Selma. Selma yeah. happens and then it's literally like carnage. Yeah, exactly. So essentially, oh yeah, give us your essentially scene. my scene is the same as Maddie's, but it's at the end of that, which essentially is Mike's. <laughs> um, and I wrote here the moment all the vampires start turning yeah. Uh, we meet our heroes, um, in parentheses, of course. Uh, and we, we start watching fucking heads flying and shit. Like, everything's going on now. There's Guy's a fucking the guitar player upstairs. Like, he's playing, like, a fucking torso guitar. Yeah, the band yeah. instantly yeah, turns just, like, into, fucking, yeah, playing All of a sudden, cadavers. they're just playing, like, yeah. fucking cadavers, yeah. Um, and I, I wrote down here, Mike, Tom Savini using dick gun and a samurai <laughs> sword. Uh, yeah. Because he starts fucking slicing people up with a samurai sword as well, so that's yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of a Pulp Fiction uh, tribute. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Jamie, last movie, bring us home, man. All right, so I'm gonna bring us home to Mac and Me. Yeah, Mac and Me, it is. See, I got it in there one more time, Jamie. You fuck. <laughs> All right, so it's gonna be the uh, Stephen King classic, uh, the movie Misery. died. You have a compound fracture of the tibia in both legs and the fibula in the right leg is fractured too. And as soon as the roads open, I'll take you to a hospital. In the meantime, you've got a lot of recovering to do. There is nothing to worry about. You're gonna be just fine. I'm your number one fan. My name is Annie Wilkes. I think one of my clients, Paul Sheldon, might be in some kind of trouble. You mean Paul Sheldon, the writer? Everybody sure likes those misery books. They had it at the store, Paul. They said he checked out last Tuesday. Isn't that a little strange? I guess it was kind of a miracle you finding me. In a way, I was following you. You were following me? Oh, Paul, I've read everything of yours, but the misery novel. Oh, if we don't all pick the same scene, yeah. we're all idiots. Yeah, I mean, there's only one scene <laughs> to pick here. Does it involve... Uh, uh, so yeah, yeah, what, yeah bring the, us in uh, there, bud. Annie Hobbs uh, comes in and hobbles Paul. And um, after she does so, uh, which everyone will, 
but you know they'll break it down. Uh, she says, God, I love you. Uh, yeah. This scene is just fucking traumatizing. Um, I think anyone who's seen it can agree that it's like, you can't like see it and not feel it, right? Yeah, Especially exactly. when they show, like, because she does the left ankle or the, yeah, I think it's his left ankle first. And like, you're just like, oh my God. Like, you see it happen. Like, yeah. you feel it fucking happen. Like, your left ankle breaks, breaks as well. But um, in your mind, Jamie, don't you agree? Like, you, you're like, they're not going to actually show it. You're like, yeah, no. it's fine because they're not going to show it. There's no They're going to cut away. It's just going to be a sound. And then they show it and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's so, so grisly and grotesque. It is. So you guys know that the writer of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid wrote this. I did not know this. Rob Reiner fucking directed it. And you know who shot this movie? Who? Barry Sonnenfeld, Men in Black director. Mm. Oh my God, that's crazy! Damn. So really? look at the freaking pedigree on this movie, and then you have James wow. Caan, Kathy Bates in front of the camera. I mean, if they screw this up, so I told this story on our podcast. I saw this with my mother. I took my mother to see this. And, oh, it's um, a good. She mommy did. Son she did movie. enjoy it. But do you guys are you guys familiar with what happens in the book? Instead of hobbling, are you, are you familiar? Did you read the book? So I've not read this book. No, me neither. Do you want me to tell you? Do you want me to not to tell yeah, you? Yeah, tell us. Yeah, what happened? So it's nine times more graphic what she does in the book. Oh, my him. God. So she basically chops his leg off at the knee and then blowtorches it fucking closed. <sighs> Solders um, it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's unfreaking real what she mm, does yeah. to him. Um, I think she serves him. At one point, she serves his thumb as a candle on his birthday cake. Um, there's, it's unreal how My God. dark and deep, you know, I, I think because this is actually the first book that came out, I believe it just came out in 87, I want to say 86, 87. So this is like right after he came out of his cocaine binge and kind of was coming clean really. Yeah. I think, mm -hmm. th and this is obviously, this is a reckoning with his, with his fans for sure. But I think it's also him kind of, you know, the whole an thing with alcoholism and him, him kind of, you know what I mean? Like yeah. right. there's a, there's yeah. a big part of the of the an allegory or a metaphor for all that i think that's all loaded in there as well yeah yeah annie also runs i want to say she runs over some of the some uh extra cops with like a lawnmower and shit i mean it is absolutely damn a graphic goddamn book if you ever get a chance like it's a really it's not a like for stephen king um purposes it's not really a long long book it's only like right 400 pages or 300 you know three something but oh shit it's really it's really really good um that's cool so this scene, but I, I couldn't believe it because I had read the book, obviously, going into the movie because I had read pretty much a, a lot of Stephen King when I was a kid, like too many, too early, too many. But by the time this came out, I was 16, and I took my mom, and I, I was waiting for the scene. I'm like, oh, my God, what are they going to do? Like, it's R. Like, they can't I don't even think they could do that. But when <laughs> right. I saw this, I was it's like, R. oh, I, could, I was so pleased by, even though it wasn't the book, and I was a yeah. snob back then. I'm like, oh, God damn it, it wasn't the book. But I was like so, like, it was so gnarly. I was like, oh, that's freaking cool. I don't care that it's not like the book. That was badass. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I, my best friend, uh, Connor, keeps telling me, he's like, you got to check out the, the book. I know you love Stephen King. I, I know you love the story. So I, I, I'm going to do that this winter. And there's a lot of misery. Like, he actually pens a lot of, like, the misery novels are in there, too. He weaves, like, some of the book in there as oh. well. Cool. That's Mike, awesome. what are your thoughts on this? No, I just uh, it. I picked this too. It's just it's so gruesome. I just you can't not like you said. You can't unsee it because it's it's so painful. You know what I mean to uh, yeah. to watch this over and over. But I definitely want to read the book too. After what Maddie just said, I me too didn't realize that it was way more gruesome. You yeah. never told me about that before, Matt. Yeah, I probably didn't want to spoil, and I just did anyway. So 
No, it's all good, but I would definitely read it anyway. You know what I mean? All right, yeah. let's let's wrap it. Um, we we got to do this again, guys. Maybe we'll do uh, the two thousands and twenty tens or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. As a follow up, be awesome. We appreciate you guys. Um, please go check out uh, Mike and Maddie Alone in the Dark podcast uh, wherever you podcast. Oh my god, yeah! If you guys listen to us and don't listen to them yet, change that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, thank you guys so much, and, and, and we appreciate you, and we'll uh, be doing this again. Well, we can't thank you guys enough for, for setting this up and having us on, and uh, and we appreciate your support, and we really love your podcast as well. So thank you guys for for uh, working this out. You know what I mean? This is super fun. Yeah, this is a definitely a distinct pleasure, guys, really, seriously. Well, thank you guys. Mac and me. 